Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey. Hey. How are you? You going to go see Gary Goldman at Largo Wednesday, the 22nd? You should. Because you're going to go thinking it's going to be great and it's going to be better than that. So, on today's show... How you doing, by the way? You all right? Huh? You are? Look at you. All grown up. Sort of. Um, we talk about the San Antonio Club, Laugh Out Loud. And I won't sleep unless I amends that with a few things. And remember, I always my, my wish is that they will hear this and think, maybe he's right. And when I mentioned two things, one, I mentioned a condo, and I thought, oh, a lot of our listeners, when we talk about it, which we will later in today's show, um, might not know, what does a condo mean? It just means sometimes a comedy club owns a condo, or they own it, or they rent a townhouse, and they keep the comedians there. Uh, You get to the point in your career where you don't stay in condos, but earlier in your career, a lot of comedians have stayed in condos. Uh, matter of fact, at the San Antonio one years back, I stayed in there with uh, the San Antonio condo with Daniel Tosh, and it was very bad then too. Uh, but, and we're only comparing it to other condos. And by the way, every time I say something like this, you'll hear me talk about it later in the show. I picture the owners of the club wiggling to the right and wiggling to the left. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he doesn't understand that. I'm only comparing it to other condos. There are other condos as bad. There absolutely are, but there's some that are really nice. They try. Sometimes comedians probably can be... Most of the damage that even the pickiest comedian does is topical damage. But, hey, just so you know, I'm not being delusional in the event that I'm sure comedians have broken things. But 
it must be doable to make it nice. Mark Anderson always made his condos nice. And when you're brand new in the business or you're, you know, you're a five-year comic or an eight-year comic or a 10-year comic or whatever the reason is, you're still staying in a condo. Mark Anderson always really tried to make it nice. He took pride. And if somebody ruined it, he didn't hire them back and he fixed the damage. He had it cleaned by a professional cleaning team that went in there. So condos can be at least some love in them. Appleton, Wisconsin, the condo. It's not in the best building, but when you go inside there, it's clean. It's immaculate. It looks like there's there's love in it. Colleen at the Funny Bone in Omaha puts love into her condo. So it is possible. But I think it's fair to say that, yes, I'm sure there's the way it's, you know, okay. And here's the other thing. We're going to talk about it. I talk about it for like 20 minutes today, but I thought, well, first of all, I should have explained. People go, what's a condo? Okay, that's what it is. Sometimes the club has one comedian, like the headliner might stay in a hotel, but the, a newer comedian might stay in the condo. But uh, it depends what club. You know, there's all different things. Some some condos you have, uh, you share a condo with another comedian. It's like a, so anyway. Uh, and then there's one other thing I wanted to say. When... I don't know why I need, feel the need to say this, but I guess because when the hard stuff's, when someone has the hard stuff figured out and they miss it on the little stuff, and you might, you also might think, isn't this a conversation I could have just had with the owners? There is some, some of this is, but I don't know if they'd listen. Um, I, when I look at the main showroom and see that it's a that it is a an airplane hangar, I don't know. I don't think they're the type that would listen. I don't. I don't think they're the type that listen. But I forgot to mention one thing, and this has to do when the hard stuff is figured out. Why not take it home? The food at the club, it wasn't an elaborate menu, but whatever you got actually tasted really good. I got a chicken sandwich one night. I was like, this is really good. And the kitchen is immaculate. It's obviously someone respects food. Things are stored properly. It's it's immaculate. The kitchen is... But then... Where you walk into the club, and by the way, even if you don't live in this city, you might think, why am I talking about it? You'll, you'll get it. You've seen someone else do this at another level. It, when you walk into the club, there's like a pre-area before you go down a hallway to the, to, the, to the big showroom. There's a pre-area, and that area has a bar and some tables. And at one point during the year when people get in there, it is deafening bright like because the sun is setting so it's lowering it's got awful bright probably during the winter not so much because it's already dark but for those periods put shade i said put shades up and when you pull them down on the other side from outside you just say laugh out loud comedy club gigantic with a picture of a comedian on every shade all the greats of comedy on one it could be like mitch hedberg the other one it could be rodney louis ck whoever rory scoville who gives a shit right and then it says laugh out loud big. So when all the shades are shut, you see like, oh, that's a comedy club if you happen to be going to the movie theater. But don't tint the windows because obviously sometimes it's nice to have it open at nights. People can see inside. So, And there's no soul in the – I looked at it. I mean, thank God that the, the, the uh, managers and everybody were real cool. They really let me do my own thing when I was there. We darkened the room. They put some candles on all the tables. Now you open the door – and you walk in, and there's some soul in the room. Soul. I know you have that big, beautiful mu- mural, and it is actually cool, as I said. But it's not it, – it, 
And then sometimes they have their open mic night in there, but the spotlight's broke now. So they, you know, sometimes I was thinking, why not? If you have a comedian coming in and he draws about 100 people a show, have it out there, but make it look cool. I could have made it look cool. You set it up right. You put candles on all the tables. Maybe put a teeny bit of money into your stage. It looks cool. You should open the door. Obviously, if you're having a show in there when it's sunny out, you have the shade shut. People open the door. There's jazz music playing. There's candles on every table. There's candles on the bar. It could be like a hip little swank, cool, like, and, and it's not. I think, don't they see it? You got the foods okay. It's clean. Don't you see that people would eat? This has nothing to do with me even. Like, I wonder when the owners of the club, when they walk into the room at 7 o'clock, don't they go, do, do you want to sell food? Because if, if you made that place, put a little effort into it, people would be like, obviously, if people want to have a really, you know, expensive dinner or a really fine restaurant, no, they're not going to eat there. But if they're like, you know what, I want a simple menu, but things that are on it are really good and there's a teeny bit of atmosphere, you, you, I know more people would eat there. But it doesn't even look inviting. How could you listen to the, what I'm saying right now and then go to your club, look at look at it at 7 o'clock and go, does this look like a place? You go, we don't want people to eat there. No, stop it already. You're being childish. Even if no one ate there, even if you don't want people to eat, just they should enter your club. There, I got you in case you were thinking that. I got you. You still want people to enter your club and see it as soul. You have to create soul. If the building you're in isn't old or you're in New York downstairs or you're in some cool little, you know, when, the, when it's a brand new building, you have to create soul. So how do you do that? How do you create soul? Well, you play jazz or you play some funky music that people don't hear every day. You keep the room dark. You light some cool candles all over the place. You create soul. Comedy needs soul. And then, like I said, then if that's a cool swanky room... When you're not using your big showroom because the acts don't, you know, you have sometimes you have acts that don't fill that room. You put the shows out front, even if you don't want to put curtains in the main showroom. How long have I gone? Five minutes and 25 seconds, I think. No, I've gone eight minutes and 14, 15 seconds, 16 seconds, 16 for eight minutes and seven, eight, eight minutes, eight, eight, 19, eight, 20. All right. All right. Enjoy the show. Um, <laughs> now, Aristotle, you're supposed to tell people besides this ungodly opening Whatever the did I use the right word? I don't know. Uh, when the actual show starts today, because we have a long pre-show. Remember, we're going to start telling people. So, including this opening and the pre-show, when's the? And I know some people are like, we listen to the whole show, Todd. Stop. What time does the actual show start? The, not the pre-show, but the actual show. Aristotle, tell people what time is it. And then after you tell people what time it is. Just roll right into the show. You're a good man. That was the longest opening in the world. Happy birthday, fuckface. Today the show starts around 55 minutes and 47 seconds. Now entering Nerdist.com I guess, uh, I guess this is the pre-show. Wow. Please say hello to comedy's national treasure, Todd Glass. Oh, stop it already. No, serious. It's embarrassing. National treasure. What? About my 30-year career in stand-up comedy. Please welcome the program, the very funny Todd Glass. Oh, sure. Oh, it's the pre-show. All right. Oh, you don't have to do that every week. Seriously, Jake. I'm not joking around. Don't do that. 
All right. Well, this is the uh, pre-show, everybody. It's going to be – I feel so relaxed because I consider this sort of like a family show because we're comfortable with Alan Strickland-Williams, who is sitting right across the street from us. That's across me. Across the table. Across the street? <laughs> across the street. We, uh, we, it's like, you know, on Robin on the Howard Stern show, she's in a booth. That we, we have you across the street. We have the guests. Skyping in. <laughs> yeah, we have the guests. <laughs> what if you had them across the street literally in another office building, but you could see it from across like Fifth Street, <laughs> and they're like, hey, there they are. We don't, you know. So – Alan Strickland Williams. That's right. That's me. Alan Strickland Williams. That's me. Alan Strickland Williams. That's me. I'm back. Alan Strickland. I can't hear my. uh... You can't. Hold on. We could. Did I mess it up? No, no, no. We'll we'll even. Oh. Is that is that making it louder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's That's perfect. That's perfect. That's great. You like that? That's great. People like to you know we used to edit this stuff out, but people like to know behind the scenes. What happens? Already there could be people home going, wow, Alan Strickland, a real headphone, uh, uh, what do they call it? Well, in the business they say they're headphone divas. Divas. Yeah, yeah, headphone divas. Everybody knows that. I'm a diva. I just want to hear it. Uh, <laughs> Alan Strickland Williams. That would be me. Alan Strickland Williams. That's me. Alan Strickland Williams. You know who it is. Alan Strickland Williams. Do I need to tell you one more time? Alan Strickland Williams. <laughs> this guy right here. Alan Strickland Williams. What's your name again? Alan Strickland Williams. <laughs> so, uh, so we're, I'm, of course, I want to talk about this thing that me and Alan, uh, what's Corey's last name? Lacossack. Corey uh, Lacossack uh, brought us up to this thing, but I will talk about it in the in the in the regular cool. show. But I want to let people know there's something to something look to forward to. So this pre-show is going to be a little long, um, of course. Um, but everybody, it's a good good energy here today. Uh, JJ is here. Aristotle's always here. Who's uh, and then of course Nick has not been here for two weeks. I think Nick is here. Nick Lipa. Uh, who will be, uh, oh, you know, you see those pictures up on Facebook, and remember for a long period, we're like, oh, we'll put pictures up. Now, because of Nick, you will see those pictures. And uh, Alan is here, and then Ray. Raymond, what do you go by? Ray. Ray. He uh, is a comedian. He also came up to me in San Antonio, which we're going to talk about today, and he asked if he could sit in on a show. I was like, sure. He's a stand-up comic. Wants to sit in on the show. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. And, of course, uh, how you doing, Jake? Doing great. You doing good? Your parents? I met your... I met... <laughs> I met today, uh, Jake asked if it was all right, his dad and his stepmom and his sister was here. And his sister's 13. Mm-hmm. And he, he opens the door here because this uh, place was shut today. So he was here before me. And he goes, hey, don't hit on my sister. <laughs> <laughs> and ended up she hit it on me. Hit it. Because uh, I have no, who, who cares about diction? <laughs> she hit it on me. Uh, all right. So listen, let's, um, let's start with something a little weird. Uh, uh Griffin, you sent me in an email that you said you liked the show right from the beginning. That's right, Griffin. I take care of you. And this is to George Carr and the truth. But his girlfriend, who he says is really sweet and nice, I get it. Like, I have friends that I love dearly, but they're maybe not into a show I like. It doesn't mean it's not a – as long as – well, Griffin, i got to tell you, as long as there's uh, so many other things that you guys enjoy, uh, so, as long as there's a lot of music you enjoy, other comedy you enjoy. Here, th- let me tell you something about your girlfriend, Vicky. It doesn't. It's not a bad thing. It's just she, she hasn't a hard. She's having a hard time getting into the show, and you want her to get into the show. Now, some people would say, "Well, why is that Todd Glass's job?" Because I love that you asked me to do it. I love Griffin that you asked me to make Vicky feel welcomed. I hope I'm saying her name, Vicky. I think if you're meant to be with Griffin, and I hope I'm saying his name right, 
you got to give you got to let the show breathe you can't listen to two minutes of it you, and I'm only doing this for Griffin but if you let the whole show sociably I think socially we're, we're fair so if you listen to a show and we stumble upon a social issue I think you'll think fuck those guys were on the right side of history and comedically we're silly we let our guards down we do what kids in elementary school do we let our guard down and we get silly on the show and I think if you listen to a show maybe Griffin why don't you pick the show and go just listen to it Vicky I have to say this I think if there's not a show that you find that you like to like not just like but like holy shit Griffin I listened to that show I know what you mean now you have to let it breathe but if not, I think the relationship's it's done. <laughs> no, i got to be honest. I mean, I can't. Uh, sure, I try to be inspirational, but I can't, uh, you know. I mean, I can't imagine a world where people... I, I, it's hard for me to imagine a world where the people w- wouldn't enjoy the Todd Glass show. I don't know what world that is. Oh, you guys want me to sing? <laughs> oh, maybe not. Okay, so there you go, Vicky. Vicky, you son of a bitch. I mean that in a sweet way. All right, Jake was at the... By the way, Jake was at the Apple Store today, and there's some... You know the old messages that are in the opening of the show? Like, they have music on them. Hey, it's Mark Marin. What am I going to do being on the Todd Glass Show? Well, I want Jingle Joe to rebuild that. So Jake was at the Apple Store today uh, having the computer looked at, and he was also on the phone with me, and he goes, oh, I, I found all those voice memos without music in them, so we can recreate the opening. He goes, and then, he, so here's what he says to me. He goes, and people know they're the opening, they're opening right. things. He goes, oh, I got a mess. There's a message from David Spade. There's a message from Zach Alvinakis. There's a message from Sarah Silverman. There's a message from Brian Regan. And then Jake goes, Oh shit! If somebody's eat, listening to my conversation, I sound like I'm like really trying to like yeah. brag. I got a message from David. <laughs> I got a message from David. So anyway, I was, said it as loud as possible. Yeah, I got a message. <laughs> um. So there's that. Uh, by the way, um, Rory. Let's do this now. Rory uh, Scovel. Uh, um, Kate. Uh, no, not Kate. Oh. Casey Hunt. Well, that's his girlfriend, but Jesse, um, uh, Jesse, Jesse Wentridge is his girlfriend's birthday. I think it was last week. What did, uh, I think Rory sent something in for her. Hi there, Casey Hunt. This is Rory Scovel from the Todd Glass Show, and I just wanted Pause to it. get into I think it's worth to say this, even to cheat a little. Scott Moran is in the background, and he's trying to show him cat pictures on the internet. Like, that's the bit. Like, he's trying to do a thing. And then, you know, oh, you got it. It's so subtle in the background. But I think now if you know it going in, you'll hear it. And it's so fucking funny, the both of them. So he's trying to leave a message for Casey's birthday, and this is what happens. Touch with you, and I just wanted to say, Scott, I'm leaving a birthday message for someone. Can you give me a second? That's uh, Scott Moran in the background. You probably remember him from uh, whogivesashit.com, uh, his whole thing that he does. Anyways, happy birthday, Casey. Scott, I'm seriously, I am trying to leave a message for a friend here. It, it doesn't have to. Well, I'm allergic to cat photos also. I'm not just allergic to cats. I am. I'm also allergic to cats <laughs> photos. I can only Casey. I'm sorry about this. Um, look, Casey. The deal is you don't you don't talk to Casey like that. You do not talk to Casey like that. She's my friend. You know what? You're gonna be a dick like that. How about how about I handle this like a man? 
You like that? You like getting shot? Do you like getting shot? Do you want me to stop shooting you? Do you want me to stop shooting you? Yes, I deleted that How about that? How about that? How about that gun? That's right. I shoot people that don't shut up. Jesus, Casey, I'm so sorry about that. Anyways, Casey, um, happy birthday. Um, I just want to... So anyway, um, I think I'm going to mess that up. But, you know, Mr. Rogers would not be all right with all that shooting because he was, you know, he didn't like pie in the face. And I agree with him. So I don't know how I feel about the shooting, but I think right now, for now, it's very funny. Oh, stop it. Nobody wants me to play my evening at the improv. The seagull. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he makes me laugh. Um, so we got that. And now we're going to get two things out of the way. And then we're going to take a break. And we're going to utilize Alan Strickland-Williams to his full potential. You're going to have so much fun tonight. All Whatever right. happened today, Alan, you're going to take a deep breath after this opening. While I'm doing my opening. And by the way, I want you know what I'm talking about. These two things we're about yeah. to talk about. One is the comedy club in, uh, in San Antonio that I worked at. Let's find out what happened to Todd and Tim. Joe, Joe, I love you. Seriously, the whole everybody is in love with Joe through this thing. That even if they haven't met him, we're always like, just a good person. I, I just want you to know that, Joe. Look at you in the car. Hey, my name's Joe. Look at me. Um, that could be edited out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're gonna deal with two things while I'm doing this. I'm you could pump in, you you pipe in or whatever you want to do. Pump, pipe, pump whatever in. you do. I know what you and your friends do. Um. <laughs> Or you could just reacclimate into this silly world that we're about to go through. And I'm very excited that you're here because okay. I've grown this weekend. I will – I don't – talk about a tease. I like you even more than I already did watching the way you acted. Oh, thank you. During that band. I, and I will tell – remind me to tell me the story when we start talking about it when I couldn't find you. Okay. And I felt like I was experiencing the best thing in the world. I'm like, I swear to you, to George Carr, and I went, I want to experience this with, uh, with Alan and Blake, and I don't know where they're at, and there's 250 people there. And then, and then that's the part I haven't told yet. So here's what I want to talk about real quick, and then I feel better. I feel better. I feel lighter when I get this off my mind. And not only do I feel lighter, I feel lighter when I go nice and slow. That's why one of the reasons I'm glad Alan is here today because we know each other. When there's a new guest sitting across from me, sometimes I feel very, I don't want to make them sit through it. But if it's someone that I know, they know, hey, 20 minutes, and then it's going to be all Can you, just ra- can you wrap it up? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good if you could just wrap it up. <laughs> all right, listen. Um, Dale, you wrote me a letter asking me what a comedy club should be. Well, maybe you should hear what I say about San Antonio, and then you'll figure it out through reverse process. Just whatever I'm going to tell you I didn't like. Here's what I'm going to say about San Antonio, and I'm going to go nice and slow. I have never in my career been more confused about a club. And I don't want to do it where, where, I, where I, I don't want to be phony. At times, what they do makes me angry. Um, and, and I hope they listen to this. I really do. And if you want to, if, if somebody said to George Carr, and what is your goal is that they would hear this and know, even though we, he said some things that were very, you know, not nice, he did it in a nice way. And that's why I want to do it that way, because no one's going to change if you don't 
if you just come at them viciously and cruelly, even if even if they someone's done something that you know, like you still have to come at someone from a, a calm place. My goal is that you will hear this and go be able to. to but after you get past making all of your excuses, because that's the process. How do I know that? Uh, I've done it. I've done it when I'm younger. I hope as you get older, you stop doing that. But as I start on laying these things that I thought you do wrong at your club, and when you stop being defensive, my dream would be that you take a deep breath and you look at your wife, the two owners of the club, and go, there's some truth. I mean, we could spend eight hours, honey, thinking about what he said that was wrong, but why don't we spend 20 minutes thinking about where he was right? So that's your choice in which order you do that. But you're... The club is so cavernous. I mean like a joke, like an airplane hanger. And the word behind your back is, and by the way, the staff, I'm going to repeat it again. I have never had such an awesome time at a really not well thought out club. I've never had such an awesome time because the employees were awesome. Every employee that worked at that club was so nice and so kind. And the comedians and, that I hung out with and a guy by the name of Bob who gave me a Don Rickles Hey Dummy album and, and, the, and the, um, the, uh, the manager of the club, Jeff, who was so kind and so – and uh, the people and everybody and where we went afterwards. But the word is that some people think it's a tax write-off. That's what some people say. And I go, no, no. They like comedy. They love comedy. There's no way they can like Andy Kindler and not love comedy. And they bring Andy Kindler in. So they fucking love comedy. They do. I know it. If I had to bet on it, there's no fucking way. I hope at least you two are listening right now going, all right. He... But there's a, there is a, a disconnect. There is a disconnect. You can, with, with what you spend on the mural in the front of the club, it's not worth it, whatever it costs, if that meant you couldn't have a curtain in your showroom. When you have a room that holds 450 people and you're going to have nights where there's 100 or 200 and you don't curtain it off, I don't know how – and this is the part. I, I'm trying to be nice, but I'm also not trying to be phony. And to me, phony means that I'm too nice. No, that pissed me the fuck off when I was there. I kept looking at what did they spend on that – and it, by the way, it was a really nice mural. Like whoever did it, it's cool. And some of the stuff she did on the doors, it's really nice. Someone has an artistic ability. But it's not worth it if it means there's not a curtain in that showroom. It doesn't make the show a little better. When you take a 400-seat room and you have in the event where you're going to have 100 people and you can curtain off the sides, it doesn't make it a little better. Because guess what? If it makes it a little better, who the fuck gives a fuck to make it a little better to spend money? Those curtains have to be fireproof when you do something. You can't hang sheets. It's probably very expensive. But it doesn't make it a little better. It's night and fucking day. And the fact that you don't know that, it fucking confuses the fuck out of me. I don't get it. I don't get it how you have that. And even when it's sold out there with 400 people or 50, it's still cavernous. Who? Someone's lying to you. You have to drop that ceiling. You, even when it's sold out, because I know what you're thinking. Well, maybe if it was sold out, Todd, isn't that your fault? No, even if it's sold out, that's a cavernous room. And uh, if you're bringing someone like me in, you have to have curtains. I don't put 450 people in a room. I don't do it. That's my point in my career. I'm more of like little uh, what they call black box theater, black box theaters that are about 200 people, or a comedy club that's two, three hundred, and they have their built-in audience, and then I bring in some. And the fact that they don't give you all the they they, they give you two drinks a night. Now look, the two of you can try to wiggle out of this, but I don't know where you think that's okay. 
Are there going to be comedians that take advantage of it if you let them drink all they want? You expect me to go, no. You're damn fucking right there will be. I, you know how I'm going here. Will there be comedians? You let them drink what they want. Will they? T- You're fucking right. There'll be some fucking drunk slob that'll come in with five. And don't hire him back. You don't make that rule. It's such a cold. It doesn't work for you. It's not about whether that I want the free drinks. It's such a warm thing to do. When you're in my home, you eat for free. You drink for free. And if someone takes advantage of it, and they will, they don't come back to the club. But why do you think that's all right? Why do you think that's not that, that, that the people that work there are probably embarrassed that they have to say, I'm in a club. Sometimes I get there from 6 till 12 at night if I want to have four drinks. And what's worse, and if I'm wrong, you, I will. You know how sometimes on serious news, if they make a mistake, it ends up like on the newspaper, it ends up on the front page. But then when they make a correction on something they said wrong, it ends up on the third. This will end up, I'll do 20 minutes about it. But the, I, I asked the MCs, don't get a dinner. And that is unforgivable. I don't know how you think that fucking works. You can't afford not to give him a dinner. If you had an accountant, if you had an accountant that knew about entertainment, maybe before he was an accountant, he was in a band, and he knew what it was like to be on the road, and he would come to you and he would go, times are tough, fuck. We got to really figure out ways to just do, run this ship tighter. And then I figured the owner of the club going, like, what? Well, I, I mean, we got to really fucking tighten the reins around here. You got to start giving the opener all the free food he wants. <laughs> What? what, what? Yeah, but we all know what I mean because you're never – you're going to get back so much more. Any club that gives the food out, I think they do it from a place of warmth. When you go to the Comedy Magic Club in Hermosa Beach, I think they give free food from a place of warmth. But it's not so bad if later they go – and we reap the benefits of it because people feel loved. Why you think – and I think your name is Colleen – that it, you don't give the MC a chicken sandwich? Shame on you. Shame on you. That's what you think of comedy. And I don't care what you are going to try to talk your way out of this. It's wrong. And this is the defining moment in your life when you wiggle to the right and you wiggle to the left. It's unforgivable if you want to be loved in the comedy community. If you don't, still from a business point of view, your account would come to you and go, I don't give a fuck if you hate comedy. And they don't hate comedy. They do not hate comedy. But even if, even if, even if you hated comedy, your account would still go, I don't give a fuck. You've got to give them free food. We're having a tough year. You've got to give them free food. You'll get it back. What's your reason? It just means, and, and then the way your condo is. And here's when we go full show. Your condo is unforgivable. It's been talked about for 20 years in the business. It's a shithole, and it's unforgivable. And the same way I don't want to talk about spanking kids because I think, oh, I'll lose listeners. I think, is this worth it? I'm a P- If I can't, this is, yeah, this is my passion. And if this is what gets them shamed out of doing it, good. I hope I make it easier for some new comedian that's going through that town. Your condo has been a joke. That's what you think of comedy. You can talk all you want about comedy, and I'm defending you. But your, con- your shithole condo, it is fucking embarrassing. It's, it's, it's horrible. If you had friends in from out of town and they went, hey, let's see where you keep your livelihood. I bet it's nice. Can you? I, it's a fake scenario, but it says everything. You picture the husband and wife in from out of town. They're, they know they own a comedy club. They go, where do you keep the comedians? And maybe for some reason it comes up. I go, but it's really nice because you probably want the people you howls that are going to be performing at your club and you brought them into where you keep the comedians they would laugh there's no fucking way they would believe it they would look at you and go that's a good one can you imagine if you kept the comedians in this shithole come on show us where you keep them 
And you'd bow your head in embarrassment. It's not excusable. I don't give a fuck what you wiggle to the right or wiggle to the left. There have been comedians. Mark Anderson, who owned the Improvs, had condos. And he cared. It wasn't like a hotel, but new in your career, when you were younger and you went through a condo of his, they kept it nice. Comedians are going to smoke, and he would put a rug under the, in front of the dining room, you know, in front of the, uh, the living room. There was a sofa and a coffee table. He'd put a cheap rug, and then every five months he'd go, they're going to smoke. I can't. They're going to smoke. And he'd toss it and put a new rug. He kept up on it. He would ask the people that were cleaning it, throw out everything. I don't want hangers all over the closet. Even though it's not a, a four-season hotel, when comedians come in, I want the refrigerator to be clean. I want nothing to be in. I don't want drawers with hangers. And you would go into his condos, and he cared. And if you do care about comedy, if you do, and I'm, I think I'm being nice, I do, then you've got to answer to that condo. I would want to interview the owners of that club like 60 Minutes would want to interview somebody. And you know when they're interviewing somebody, you're not going to have an interview show. People come into your studio and you don't agree with them. I don't want to be Bill O'Reilly. I want to sit down in front of them and learn you've got to shut the fuck up and listen, Todd. You can't have someone in here. You're not, no one's going to want to interview you. No one's going to come on your show. I want to treat it like that, like a good interviewer on 60 Minutes. Or you know what I mean, any news show where they sit in front of you. you I want you to explain to me, if you're listening right now, he doesn't get it. Because you're either having one. If you're thinking, holy shit, I wish I could interrupt Todd right now. We're embarrassed already. Then I love the fuck out of you. But if you're wiggling, no, he doesn't understand. It's one or the other. It's one or the other. It's either going, wow. It took us to hear it like this. That condo is unforgivable. That's miraculous and no judgment. But if you're going, no, he doesn't. Well, you call me and you leave a message explaining to me where I'm misguided. Where that condo, that shithole you keep people in. Shame on you. Shame on you. You don't care. That comedy says, that condo says everything you care about comedy. The fact that you don't give the opener a chicken fucking sandwich. And you keep people in that shithole condo. You should be embarrassed. And I knew this before I saw you at the club. When you walked in. Because I don't hate you. There is something about him I like. But still, I I felt phony. He might think, geez, Todd, you saw me. You gave me a hug. How you doing? Because it's uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable when you came into the room. I was uncomfortable. I thought, oh, my God, I was just saying these things. And now he walks in. Because I don't. I'm more confused. I am fucking confused at the way you run a club. And if it wasn't for the condo and the chicken sandwich, none of this anger, that's where it all comes from, that you can't give the opener. What's he making, 30 bucks a show? Why aren't you embarrassed? Why don't you? Doesn't it feel good to go, oh, no, put your money away. You're in our home for three days. Put your money away. We'll take care of you. So that's that. Fuck, I'm so tired. I'm proud. I'm glad I said. Did you ever stay in a condo? No. No, I'm not there yet. They're not all like this. Yeah. The San Antonio, laugh out loud. And then there's the River Center. And I, I hope they hear this. Let me, I don't know if anybody wants, you're a comic, I don't know, like, do, do, I, I know I was fucked this and fucked that. I think I was sort of pretty famous. No, it's, it's ringing true on a lot of levels. Like I said, I've never... I'm not really at the. I, I do some clubs around town, but really, I, I haven't really been put up at any clubs or anything like that. Um, but there is just something to be said for going to a show at any level, open mic, book show, black box, bigger theater, whatever. You know, new East Side, West Side, wherever. There's something to be said for people that give a shit 
and know what they're doing when it comes to running it. And there's such a huge – and, you know, I, you, I just got to the point where I started complaining about it. If, it's a, if, I, if I'm at a shitty bar show and it's like they don't turn the TV off. I'm like, you got to turn the TV. I just now have been like, you have to. Because it's like I've been doing it. And I imagine this is what it is for you. You're like, I'm fucking tired of this. I've been doing this. It's, and it's I, more for the, the newer acts than me. Because I yeah. don't ever have to go back there. But I'm not being phony when I say it's for the newer acts that like go, well, they don't have to work that club either. And I swear to you, it's not even that for the newer acts. It's more my, like, how's it work for them? And I'm not going to get them to tell me how it works for them unless in my rage, and there's definitely been rage, there's some sign of... I think if I called Todd, I think he'd listen. I mm-hmm. certainly wouldn't curse if I was on the phone with them. Not, not with, I would not curse at them for one second if I was on the phone with them. Mm-hmm. But I, w- I want them to go, how to explain to me where am I off? What don't I get? And, it, well, and, and explain it to me with four comedians in the room because I'm not going to be in on this myself. It's just so it, – it, I totally get where it's coming from because – and I know that you said we're going to talk more about this later. But the show that we just did up in Sonoma County – it's the opposite of that. They took care of you from right when you get in town till I mean the the guy that ran the whole thing literally drove me to my door on the way home. Like Corey, eight Corey. hours, Corey. Like And you're right. And the, and where we stayed was nice. This was a winery. And uh, where we, where we I wanna... stayed was, was nice too. Yeah, yeah we don't want to go too far into it right but, now. But but let me right tell you, now. if you're curious what we're talking about, listen later in the yeah, show yeah, because yeah. we're about to rave over and they shouldn't have got comedy. It's a winery that they took a warehouse and they took pallets and they made it into a cool club and they hard artwork artwork all over the walls and they shouldn't have got it. And we walked in, the owner of a winery was like, hey, if there's anything you need, we have a food truck. There's the green room. The green room was cool. They put a tablecloth on the center table. They had chairs around it. Hey, do you want those lights on? Do you want those lights on? They thought on? of everything. They thought of everything. So it's doable. Yeah. And then you at your club. And, they, and by the way. Uh, when, when I got from the airport, they kept me at the ho- – and, and look, this is very – this is a very, uh, I think, in a weird way, delicate thing to say because if I was on the road – if I was on a road trip and I was just pulling into a place to get a, a night's sleep and, you know, I was on the road with like five friends or three or whatever taking a road trip and there was a Holiday Inn Express, would I stay there? You fucking bet I would. I don't want to spend a lot of money for a hotel. I'm going to crash in and then get up in the morning and leave Holiday Inn Express. It's going to be clean. But they kept me at a Holiday Inn Express near the airport, near the airport. This is where I'm going to be every day. I pulled in. I looked at it. I asked. The, I had already heard it was the Holiday Inn Express the night before. So with Nick, I went online, looked at hotels, and there was a place there called The Lofts. And that was in the same parking lot as the comedy club. And it was cool. And it felt, for lack of a better word, whenever I go to explain these type of places, they figured out a way to make a not expensive hotel have a little chic, sort of chic feel about it and a cool feel. And the lobby was cool and the rooms were sort of cool. Like they had a lofty feel to them. And I think the deal they got at the Holiday Inn Express, whatever it was, this was like $40 more a night at the lofts. Mm-hmm. I, I want the answer to that. I want the answer. Do you know the both of you, Colleen? Do you know Bruce? Do you know – do you – hey, st- here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to change the tone of my voice, if, and I, I would hope they're listening. Seriously. Don't, don't just – don't be like a little kid or, you know, gr- come here. Do you know that we sit in our rooms all day? And do you know when you look out of the window, it's nice to do, – do, do, do you care? Do you not think of it? Because the only reason you could wiggle out of this if somebody went, geez, yeah, we made mistakes, but we didn't need to be yelled at by Todd. Well, that's why I want to – and then someone would hear this part, a third party. If you brought this podcast into a therapist, he'd go, I think he was trying pretty hard. 
And if you took that therapist, I'm being actually fucking to George Carlin serious, to your condo where you kept the, everything else a therapist couldn't understand. But if you took him to the condo, Bruce, Colleen, picture, we drove him to the condo. We opened the door. He'd go, wow. I think the guy was right. I think he was trying to be pretty kind. I mean, yeah, you're talking about where you keep the comedians, and he's lived that. The Holiday Inn Express near the airport. That's where I'm going. I'm all... So I hope they hear this. I really do because I would love to hear what they say. I would love to hear what they say. I don't have any idea. I think I covered everything, but we'll see. So there's that. Now we're going to make this quicker. How's everybody at the table? Is everybody all right? (laughs) Stop it. I'm not repeating that whole thing all over again. (laughs) Okay, here's the last thing. And by the way, my instincts are to get a little bit like, Todd, now you're going to deal with this? Yes. We're going to deal with it. This is going to be calm, believe it or not. Isn't it funny that what I'm about to talk about, did I talk about everybody, the band... Oh, by the way, the band played for us. They couldn't have been nicer. It was Mark and Jeff. And don't they have like a uh, – they teach music. And they were so nice. And um, I wanted to uh, – to, to, if you live in San Antonio and you're like, you know what? I actually want to take drum lessons. I want to take music lessons. I want to give them this so deserved shout out. You can uh, – if you want to find where they give the music lessons, it's called LGE Music Lessons. It's uh, Mark Gray. He's drum and guitar lessons, and Jeff Dunn, guitar lessons. Just, and, uh, just the best. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Their email is contact at ljemusiclessons.com. That's contact at ljemusiclessons.com. Yeah, just really, as they say, classy guys. We're so into it, and, and like I said, the wait staff, just wow, so nice. It's the only time I thought, God, this wait staff deserves a better owner. So they're so cool. They're so nice. They're so kind. They're so decent. They're so sweet. They're so gentle. They're so warm. They're so accommodating. I wonder if the owners know how special their employees are. I don't think so. And also follow Mark at drummer Mark Gray. There you go. He told me to say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the next thing. Um. So Dale, now you know what a club should be by not doing any of that. Um. Okay, we, we, we talked about last week, and then this is it. You're all good over there? I'm great. Okay, good. Alan Strickland. Scrap. <laughs> Jingle catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> Pressed all these buttons by accident. Apologize, guys. <laughs> but it was catchy. <laughs> Jingle catastrophe. But you know what? I, I think you made it work, Jay. <laughs> Jingle catastrophe. It was a jingle catastrophe, Aristotle. <laughs> Doing good. You're a breath of fresh air. Ah. <laughs> Aristotle, 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 Aristotle. Hello, is Aristotle there? James Adomi sucked my dick to this song. Oh, please. It's disgusting. Well, he's got a problem. Well, no, he does. James Adomian is sick and he, and he dates men, and that's, a, and that's an illness. No, seriously, doctors talk about it. 
Sure, you can't date men. Which I also just realized if you if you haven't like watched the live, you didn't know uh, what pod- you were talking yeah, about. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, they, they played this song at the live podcast, and I like got up on my chair. Please, and can dancing. we can we not talk about this? This is a, oh, yeah. very upsetting for me watching. Well, no, him. because now I feel like oh wait, did, oh he just, was like, shitting all over no, James. No, no, no. <laughs> he, he they were doing a bit where he played that song and then he started fake uh, uh, performing on him. <laughs> oh. Oh, I don't have any problem. I, I like how I, I have <laughs> such a problem me. saying that. But then I say that J.J. plays his trumpet and cum shoots out of women's <laughs> pussies. That I have no problem saying. But J.J. told me that, and I didn't think he was being honest. <laughs> no, I don't think that's the truth. I think J.J. makes shit up. I don't cum shooting out of pussies. It sounds like, a, you know, it sounds like this, this, this doesn't happen. All right, so here's what we're going to do, and then we're going to take a break. Um, it's gonna be, I'm such in a good mood right now. How are you doing at home? Um, so... Um, I got a letter from somebody. I wish I had it, and I don't have it in front of me, and that's purely my fault. But we talked about the spanking, and there's never a time to spank. And somebody wrote me a letter. I said, unless you talk to your family counselor. I'm going to go nice and calm with this. I don't want to seem aggressive. Unless you have a letter from your uh, – uh, unless you talk to a family counselor. And they said, well, there is a time to, 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 to spank. Please don't email me because it's rude of me to tell you. I won't, I won't read it. But if you, if you spoke to your family counselor about it, and he so I got a letter from somebody, really nice letter. And by the way, I'm going to preface this every time I say it. When I tell you I got a nice letter from somebody, it means it. It means that there are ways to disagree. He didn't disagree with me, obviously, that hitting kids is not. This person came from a letter, a well-crafted letter that, 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 that does not, that, that you know, hitting is not right and it doesn't work and so many levels. It was a brilliant letter. But they said in this one situation when their kid was uh, – they live near a busy street and he's, I think, three or four years old. And by the way, my, my – my, to be very fair to them because I know some people might think this and I'm going to get you not to think it. Well, why is a three-year-old or four-year-old able to be near a busy street? Hey, look, the best parent in the world sometimes – Two seconds, your kid's out of your way, and you've got to teach your child not to go into the street. In the event that for one second, two seconds, the best parent in the world. So that's not where I judge them at all. I get it. In the event that you're the best parent in the world, you take your eyes off your child for a while. And by the way, he has to understand that for when he's five or when he's six or when he's seven, had the danger of going into that street. So they said in this event that the case was that their child would go into the street, and at one point they had to spank their child. And... I hope I'm doing this justice, how this unfolded. He, cr- he got upset and cried, and he said, that made me feel sad. And then the, this letter tells me that they went, do you know why we did that? And he goes, because you don't want me to, I think it said something like, to, get, to, to, to have danger happen to me, to get hit by a car. And we talked to our therapist about it, and he said that that was okay in that situation. So I talked to a friend of mine, almost Dr. Kevin Sousa. And I re- if, you were, if you were a fly on the wall, you'd be like, man, he's really – it's almost like you think I'm disagreeing with what I'm own pre- – I, I go, isn't that, isn't that the case? I mean, come on. Isn't it better to spank a kid on the ass than have him? He goes, Todd, and I hope I'm doing it justice, but we are going to do a show with him. It doesn't mean that I would report someone to child services if they came in to my office and told me they did that. But he did say this. He And by the way, this is not to George Carlin, no bullshit, calling this person a liar. Sometimes when a therapist says something, and I know I just did it a month ago with my family. We had, we had some ways to – we had some family issues and we go to a – counselor every three years will go you know when we have a problem and he told me something 
And I went off and was doing my version of it. I'm not a liar. I recalled him back. He said, well, Todd, you took that a little out of context. And I go, as soon as he said it, I'm like, yes, I did. That's what I think. That's what I think. Underline think a hundred times think you might have done. I, Kevin said, or, and, and I would say, we would like to talk to this family therapist. And we have a good gut feeling that by the time we're done talking, even you, the person that wrote the email, would go, yeah, that's, that's, we, we were a little off. Because you're saying it should be in the curriculum. Is that the right word? In the curriculum for raising kids. In the event of touching a hot stove or in the event of going to the street, there's no other ways to be taught. This is the way the email came off. Then you have to spank. Right. You shouldn't be hitting your kid with a wooden spoon. You shouldn't be leaving a mark. But in the event of a hot stove or child, this is a time, and we've come up with reasons for every other time to not spank. But in these situations, there's nothing else. And that's not the truth. That's not the truth. And I want to stay in order here. So it means if you did it wrong, that's okay. You did it wrong, and it wasn't the worst wrong by far. But that would be like if you're a good parent. Look, great parents can lose their temper with their kids just in, in yelling at them. So let's say the best parent in the world, I wouldn't judge you, one Friday afternoon you go, everyone just please be quiet. Just please. Uh, I just need you to be quiet. Just please give me ten minutes. You're not the worst person in the world. You're probably a pretty good parent that just lost you. But you don't work that into the guidelines of how to get your kids quiet. You don't go, oh, in the event that they're, qui- they're noisy, you go, just shut up. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't, you, you don't have your wits about you and you're still a good, loving, kind parent. But it doesn't get to be in the book of how to get your kids to be quiet when there's mayhem in the house. It just means you're a great human being. And, you're lo- and I think that's what it is with the hitting. Because he said, there's number one, the way your child, Kevin said, understood everything he really understands not being sarcastic either he he understood that's because that made me sad he's able to articulate himself so when i'm telling kevin this he's trying to get an understanding of this child what are his capabilities he knows already because people that study children know the the understanding of a two-year-old the understanding of a three-year-old but by their email it sounds like they, they, they have a child on their hand that is very smart as a lot of young children are. He understood. He understood it made him sad. He also understood that it was so he didn't get hit by a car. So since they are his capabilities of understanding things, there are other ways. There are other ways. And you did not make it sound in your email. And please, like I think I'm saying it to you. And by the way, think about how he was yelling at those comedy club people. You, I'm talking from a gentle place. And then I talked to Eric. And, and oh, let me finish one more thing Kevin said. He said especially in those areas of chaos, your kids need to have calm because later in life they won't come to you when it's drugs. If you, in areas of chaos, and nothing can be more chaotic than a kid thinking he's going to get hit by a car or the fear of a kid, that that even needs to be more calm. They need to know that in that event of hysteria or that they can go to their parent. And, and in the event of, a, you're sort of sending an indirect message that in the event of this chaos, hitting is involved. And again, I'm going to under I'm going to underline it a hundred times. If he his judgment over the phone, and I'm probably bastardizing what he said, was not like what did they do? No, but don't make it sound like oh no in the event. And then I talked to Eric about it, and he said he. By the way, I forgot that Eric Eric Olson from the show studied. Uh, was it psychology? It was psychology, 
And there were some courses on, in, on uh, some lectures that he had to go to. And one of them was from a lecture, two things. One, I love the lecture that said they, they don't let someone stood up and go, when I spank, okay, hitting, just say hitting. I'll answer your question, but you have to say hitting. We don't, we don't say spanking here. We just say hitting. And uh, talked about that specific thing. And they said you can put – now, by the way, someone in, listening to this might go, oh, that sounds like hocus pocus. I don't know if I think a lot of three-year-olds are as smart as this email's three-year-olds. Three-year-olds can really concept a lot. Of, so, so if, if what they wrote me was true, and I think it was, this three-year-old would understand this: that you can put your hand to the curb, and they feel the vibrations. Now, I don't have kids, but I would imagine if this is what a person said that studies this, that they've that that's a way to work. Also, this person said, now this next one, you know, you might go, oh, what, it just worked in this person. There was a dog in the street; they'd hit by a car. And they figured this was a good opportunity. Now, it wasn't eight miles away, so they didn't have to go home. But they thought, God, they probably thought, like, do I really want to go home, get my kid, walk three blocks? Oh, God. Fucking the day's already. Everybody's day is busy. But guess what? That's what they did. And they showed their kid. And I said, isn't that more? I, I, I knew the answer was no, but I wanted to put it out there to see what he said. Wouldn't that be more detrimental to say to a child, look at that dog in the street that got hit by a car. Isn't that, like, freakier to a kid than maybe spanking him? As it came out of my mouth, I went, no. No, he understands that that's life. And if he's smart enough to say that that's to to understand why you hit him, he would understand that that dog went into the street. So I will read your email when you respond to me. But let me tell you something. I have your email. And I don't want to come off aggressive, but I guess there is a hint of it here. Don't rechange what you thought and make it, it – you have to be able to say, you're right, in that email. It did not say in that email, in a time of frustration and maybe anger, I spanked, but there's certainly other ways. You made it sound like that, no, those are the ways that you do everything in your power not to hit your child, but in the event of the street and in the event of the hot stove, even my therapist said there's no other way because I will read your email and nobody will say that that came across at all. And, you know, you did write that email, and I, ha- I could read that email, which I didn't read in entirety. So, so you should want to own what you said. And you should also want to own to go, you know what, in all fairness, we didn't. We did make it sound like that. But I still think you're a good parent. Why? I don't know who you are. You wouldn't have written me that email. I think you're probably a kind, decent, gentle person. I think I'm kind and decent and gentle, I hope. I, I'm, I'm a little wrong. I need a, someone to, oh, Todd, Dr. Ebert, sometimes with my own family issue says, eh, Todd, you got to deal with it that way, and maybe you should approach your mom this way if you can't come home for Thanksgiving. So I can still be tilted to the right and left, and I think I'm decent, and I think you're decent. Well, you heard it here, guys. Todd Glass, he doesn't want you to hit your kids, but it's okay to kill a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Just to teach a child a lesson. Shame on you, Todd Glass. You didn't hear one thing. The guy goes, wait, I didn't say kill. No, you said you come home from work and you drive aggressively into a dog. And then you, and then you. And And say, Junior, get over here. I want to show you something. Oh, no, here's what you heard. Well, you're driving home and you have your kid in the car. You see a dog walking into the street. You just turn into it. You kill it. You go, that's what happens when you run into the street, you son of a bitch. (laughs) The Todd Glass Show. (sighs) I feel better now. I really do feel better. I feel I did it good. 
I feel I was uh, probably more aggressive to the comedy club than the people that uh, had uh, uh, some, you know, talking to me about, you know, when it is okay to spank. So we're going to... What is that? Wow, this is nice. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with Alan Strickland Williams, Nick Lipa, JJ Kirk Patrick. Also, uh, Raymond is sitting in from San Antonio, now living in Los Angeles. Of course, always just Ray, Jake Adams. And look at you, Aristotle. Just a goddamn ray of sunshine. And we're lucky enough to sit across from you every week without Katie picking shit out of her pussy. That's what she did. No, no, what? I can't talk the truth anymore? No, I'm sorry. Am I wrong for telling the truth? I can't. I'm not, no, if I'm not allowed to say it, I, I'm sorry. Katie knows I love her. I do. I gave her a big hug at the podcast festival because she's a breath of fresh air. Oh shit I have another email Someone murdered their Neighbor They want me to weigh in on it <laughs> I forgot Oh turn the music off Alright we'll be right back put, put, put the music back on For one second Let's fade the music out When you come back We're gonna be in We're gonna be having Some good time tonight How long was that opening? 48 minutes right, You know what I should have done it in 42 Alright we'll be back With the Todd Glass Show do you all know the words to this? Come on, no, do you really know? Just you. Just me. Just me. And the people. Because all the people have to read the book a person somewhere else. Bitter Buddha. Yes, it's the Todd Glass Show, so let's kiss on the lips. That's right, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> Play it again, Christopher. Yes, it's the Todd Glass Show, so let's kiss on the lips. Let's kiss Todd on the lips. By the way, Christopher, I love it. Jingle Joe is shitting in his pants right now. No, seriously, let's be nice to him. He's probably so upset. How you doing? Good. You are? Yeah. How, how good are you doing on a scale from 9 to 10? Uh, 9 to 10, I'm doing a, a 9, so actually not great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's your show? I don't want to forget. If we get it out of the, no, get oh, it out yeah, of the way yeah. now, once we mention it. Yeah, uh, it's called Whatever, hosted with Eric DeDorian. All right, we well, don't have to be rude. I'm trying to help you out. No, seriously. Okay, yeah. Well, it's no, called... well, I just... Uh, look, I'm trying to help you promote sure. your show. No, I'm sorry. What's the name of your show? The show's called Whatever. Hey, you know what? Then we won't fucking oh, promote it. No, no, no. My, no. Even Jake's like, defending no, me. No, guys, no. You don't understand the no, show. No, you guys... The, the show is the show's whatever. Great. Well, if you don't give a shit, then why do I? Oh, oh the God. show's whatever. Someone well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, the show yeah, is shouldn't. whatever. We got a lot of okay. jingles to get to. Yeah, we have a lot of jingles no, to get to. No, the show is whatever. All right, well, then I don't care either. Oh. You know what? My show isn't whatever. So can we do it if you don't give a fuck about promoting your show? I don't. Am I wrong? Do I not understand something? What's the name of your show? 
whatever. Oh no, then forget <laughs> it. You know what? Then no, that's fine. No, 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 don't forget it. Whatever. <laughs> this is, it doesn't really make sense anymore. It does, but it doesn't okay, matter. I, I like, like that you cleaned it up a little. Can I tell you the best thing you did in that bit was got rid of the what's the name of your show for real? Whatever. Oh, but but <laughs> Oh, you know what? I think you're being disrespectful. <laughs> I thought you said it's called the whatever or something. You had like no, a prefix. No, no, it's um it's no, it really is called whatever. All right, I'm not joking anymore. So the name of your show is what? Now it becomes a different bit where yeah, it's just like, I'm just like, I, no, really. <laughs> Who is on? It's whatever. I hosted with Eric Dorian. Oh, man. I think that's what I said. I said, it's whatever. It's whatever. It's better just whatever. Whatever. So you're writing me off. It's what. Thank you. I'm not crazy. <laughs> whatever. Jesus Christ. Whatever time. <laughs> uh, it's Friday, October 17th, 9 p.m., right on the dot. Jackie Cation. Oh, Jackie. She's always fun to be She's around. Great. We hooked up in high school. Uh-oh. <laughs> ah, she was fun. Woo! Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Tom. <laughs> yes, it's the Tack Lash Show. So let's get some the lyrics. So I want to I want to I have I want to talk about two things. One, so do we do we get done with your show? Yeah, it's 5 bucks. Come. Come. Okay, whatever. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> did we get the original uh, song, Marijuana, Marijuana, the one that Joe parodied for people going through sobriety? But do we have the original? You do. Look at you. I don't want to do that yet. First, I want to have a nice talk. We're like the other shows. A lot of the shows, they can, you know, they go, oh, the Todd Glass show. You know what really is getting me nervous? I used to think they were all just bells and whistles over there. But Todd will do like just regular conversation in the beginning. Wow, he can do that too. Ooh. And that's what we're about to do now. Just, okay. Oh, look at us. We're like all hanging out at the mics. We're like, oh boy, we sure had fun up in San Francisco. We sure <laughs> did, didn't we? Oh, guys? do you hear a jingle? No, because I don't need it. No, let's talk about that for real. <laughs> I, I don't need a jingle. I really don't. I don't need me. It's just a nice conversation. I just do that because it's maybe makes me feel better. Anyway, <laughs> no way that's necessary. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's enough. My mom sent that in. She's in a band. That's their first song they wrote. <laughs> now, is it good? Be honest. No, no, no. Seriously, Alan, don't lie to me. My mom sent this in. You like it? It's no, sir. And I own HBO, and I'm uh, and I, I have the power to give you a show. It makes every bit better because now it brings lying into it. It's... So I own HBO. Okay. I have you at my house, okay. and my mother's there in sure. the corner, and sure. she's hitting this, and I go. She, it's more of an avant-garde thing. No bullshit. Do you like it? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Okay, let me... I broke... Cap. Oh, no, what do you like about it? Because you know what? It's, it's like a... What do you call it? Is it jazz or is it more... It's just right on the money. <laughs> she gets nervous. She th- a lot of people don't think, like it. I think it's funny. I can actually hear this on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So you, what would you, 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 the song you're listening to right now? Yeah. Oh, I mean, look at me, I'm dancing. You're not lying to me, I'm are da- you? I would never lie to you. Not about music. You're funny, man. We should work together. Seriously. Oh, I would love you know to. I own I HBO. Oh, on HBO, yeah, for sure. I own it. Who owns it? Not one person. I own HBO. My sure. name's Eric. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, I would love. I love what you. I love what you do over there. <laughs> so you like it? This yeah. is another version. Yeah. Your mom's great. I think. You're being I, I, honest with me. I mean, absolutely. Do you have honest. a musical ear? Yep. <laughs> I actually, I went to Juilliard. I went to Juilliard. I actually. Can, can I do something and I feel rude? 
Can I play you another one of her songs? Oh, please. This is a little sad. I'm actually going to ask you for a CD if I could get one. This on is a sad home. one. This is about uh, this is about a lot of the suffering that goes on in the world. Oh wow! All right, listen. I feel like I want to. Yeah, use... I hear that. Before <laughs> I be... can hear this. Yeah. I want to talk. <laughs> I want to talk about our weekend. Sure. But I also want to play your intro. So I'm putting you in charge. I'm going to do your intro. But then we're going to talk about what we did in okay with uh, Corey. Cool. So we're going to play your intro first because I want to, you know, utilize you. And uh, so we'll do it first, and we will. Oh, play the old one. Let's hear the old one first. I think. back on the top last show again. Alright. Alan Strickland-Williams He'll tell you up front how many jokes he has. Count them, baby. Wonder, how his one-liners would sound if Rodney Dangerfield were still around. Alan Strickland-Williams Well, he's back again with Todd Glass. He's on with Todd Glass. He's on the Todd Glass Show. Woo! Back. Uh, JJ, show off. Make him feel special. Take that same song. Can't we always do something fun with it? Let's try it. Come on. Alan Strickland, everybody. This is great. This actually is great. Your mother sucks. <laughs> We had that song It cut Thank off you. in the middle But we And he took it home He took it home A lot of nervousness You know You don't understand What me and Jake go through A lot of decisions It's like a pilot So that's the one thing mm-hmm. That we did And then um, Was there something else? I think that was it What was the other one We played for him last time? Did we play that already? Alan Strickland Williams That's the one Alan Strickland Williams In the flesh Alan Strickland-Williams I'm at your front door Alan <laughs> Right to your inbox Alright, so let's talk about this Because I'm very excited yeah. to talk about this And this, you know, it, it gives Corey a lot of credit Because he does My ride's here. here My ride's here and I said it first By the way, there's a recording of this Sorry, I, think, I didn't mean to yell I would say that was a three-way tie I think that's well, would time. you? That's sure. You'd like to say that because you lost. <laughs> yeah, I'd always like to think anyway, when I it lost a, it that it ended up being a three-way. I don't know. <laughs> you know how I think it would I be just, good? I just wasn't up on the mic, but I yelled it. Oh, stop it already. It's embarrassing. No, I don't even care. I also care. wanted you know to point what? out that I, count, I guys, did two I know during the break. Guys, guys, I know it means a lot to you to win. I don't care. You can have it. Don't do that. No, that you're right. It's very passive aggressive. Yeah. No, I don't care. Yes, you do. Anyone that says that they don't care cares. That's <laughs> Kevin, always the way. Kevin Meany uh, used to say he didn't care, and it ends up he cares. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. My jokes don't go over. Girls call me pluck pluck plucky. I don't care. Ming ming ming. Zoom zoom zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, Hank Man. Mancini, here comes Kevin. You know, you have to learn about Kevin. I, don't, I know Kevin. Me, I don't. I don't know that. Is that well, a when, he, when a joke didn't go over, he would tell a bad. I don't care. Pause it for one second. He would tell a 
joke on purpose. By the way, I know I just bastardized it, but I adore Kevin Meany. He would tell a joke. You got to put your eye out with right, that right. thing. Yeah, and then well, at the yeah. end of the show, he puts he he sticks his mic and he goes, ah, my eye. Someone, one of your crazy comedian friends is going to stick a needle in that microphone and you're going to put your eye out. <laughs> Why do you make jokes like that? It could happen. One of your friends will put a needle yeah. in it. So he would tell a joke about his gloves. You go, you know the thing about car? You go to put the gloves in the glove box. The only problem is there's no room for the gloves. <laughs> These are globe jokes, people. Please try to stay up with me. And then they wouldn't get a laugh. Go, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. My jokes don't go over. I don't care. Everybody, I don't care. I don't. He does not care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't. He does not care. I don't care. I'm happy-go-lucky, women call me plucky, I don't care, I don't care, I don't, he doesn't care, I don't care, look out Hank Mancini, here comes Zini Meeny, I don't care, one more time, no! I don't care, I don't, shut up, I don't care. You. We hate you, I don't care. We're gonna kill you. I don't care. Bing, bing, bing. Zoom, zoom, zoom. This is stupid. Making noises on the show. That's not right. Why do you do this to your father and I? He did that on The Tonight Show, and wow. Johnny loved it. That's great. By the way, that would go on a little longer sometimes at clubs. Uh-huh. And it was, you know what? When it was killing, I loved it because I knew it was in a room with brilliant people. There's uh-huh. no way you would love that and not be brilliant. I, I think to understand that type of comedy, you have to at least be artistically open-minded first. And I think those tend to be cool people to hang out with. I think you're right. I, th- I think I overheard you say something this weekend that was to the effect of um, – I love comedy and bits that annoy dumb people because that would definitely annoy a dumb person. It would. And, and I almost understand, to be honest. Like, I can understand a dumb person. Not dumb. Dumb's not the right word. But, but we know. No, you know what? No, we could do better. Um, what is the right word? I don't mind saying dumb either because we get people that don't understand irony. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. They're not dumb. Or not into it. Like, yeah, not into the, it. at a time of breaking it down analytically, I don't want to say that, but you're right. Sloppily backstage, yeah. I did say that because there's some truth that I go, I love. Sometimes it's fun to do bits that annoy dumb people. But the thing is, it would only be mean to me if you didn't think it was funny. But and sometimes you do know those people are just straight up dumb. Well, like, dumb yeah. is a funny word. I like to say more, doy. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't care, I don't care. Bing, 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 zoom, zoom, zoom. I'm happy, go lucky. These girls call me pluck, pluck, plucky. So I have an idea for a one man show, and I think he'd be all right for this. And I'm actually half, I'm 100% serious, but I'm too lazy to do it. I think it would work. I really do. Because I think, here's what it's saying it's not saying with this concept work, it's saying this is how fucking Kevin Meany is. If Kevin Meany, I've said this, and I'm going to say it two ways. One, if he just went back out, did his act. Now, whether Comedy Central would give him a special or not, I don't know. But if they did, if they go, yeah, we're giving him an hour special, did the same exact thing. Exactly. It would have a new audience again because it's that funny. It mm-hmm. stands the test of time. He'd have to change a few things, but he would. He already – I'm sure he has. But I'm saying keep the bruxt of it. He might not even want to do this. He might go, you know, I don't want to do it. Do that. But if he did – so my idea would work for that reason only. So here's my idea. I have a, a show. It's a play. And um, in my play, I, it opens up. I go, I remember I was 24 years old. 
<laughs> and I walked in. I wouldn't have to do it that bad. I but, like that. And I <laughs> went to the Comedy and Magic Club, and out on the stage walked Kevin Meany, and the house goes dark. I go backstage. I put a quick tie on. I put my jacket on that he used to wear with the bow tie. Uh-huh. And they go, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Meany. And I come out and do his whole act. For word, for word. Just down. I have it down. I have to learn it. I've never worked so hard in my entire life. I would maybe to learn this. Then I come out and I do it. And then at the end, it goes dark again. I go, and that was the most fun I ever had. <laughs> and that's the show. What a <laughs> well, a play is from your life. Why can't I tell that? I did go see it. That is so funny. I did go see it. That Why can't the, I? The so if I so laziest <laughs> way for sure just to do another person. But guess what? All... I don't think it has to be bad. I think this can no, be I respected. I give him money. <laughs> I give him money. Like I treat it like that's the script. It's kind of interesting. Uh, it's like well, in my first scenario, by the way, I wasn't thinking of giving him money. To me, the joke was, well, if you have a one man show and you saw the Rolling Stones and you wanted to talk about exactly. it, can't you talk about it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the night, but you can't. No. So in this, in my real scenario, it would be like that's the script, right? And that he would have to be in on it. But if I had the type of money, well, I'm not kidding you. Like if I had, you know, how people get rich. They open up restaurants. They do. Would I toy with that idea if it cost maybe? I'm talking about doing it right. You have to have like. $250,000, you promote it, you make a big deal about it, you shoot a special for it. Would I learn that and want to do that? I think so. I think so. But only if I had a big promoter that would go, yeah, we're going to whatever. If I, I think it would make money because I think it'd end up being a draw. So if mm-hmm. I was a promoter, I would promote that show. My play. I'm not joking around. Eh, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Why don't you all go, go thank yourselves? <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. No, go thank yourself. So anyway... <laughs> Play the play. I wanted to do this. I, I really did. Can you grab me a bottle of water if you don't mind, Raymond? I would, but my uh, Just right. bum, my my my. Uh, give me something. <laughs> we have royalty. My kids. Bum, 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 bum. That's what we should do when you come into the room. We should play like a salute of like you know, ladies and gentlemen, the great Alan Strickland Williams. <laughs> Make that your ringtone, asshole. <laughs> That's part of it. And leave the asshole part <laughs> yeah. in, too. And leave this part in, too. <laughs> hey, you around them at the place where you just heard it. I hope you like this ringtone. Leave that in, too. Why not? Leave, leave the whole in. podcast in. Yeah. It's a really long leave ring. the whole podcast I only pick up on the second ring. <laughs> like three hours later. <laughs> so let's talk about Corey's show. So, um, we, so we, here's the call I get. Let's do it. Here's the call I get. I get a call. Oh, he called you. I just got an email. I... <laughs> Ooh. Oh. A guy, guy that doesn't realize things aren't different. Like, oh, he called you. I, I just got guess an what? email. I do get an email, but then I end up talking to Rory. He goes, yeah, it's in a wine country. I thought I heard, like, it's, they take, like, oh, the. Oh, yeah, Rory. Yeah, Rory loves it up there. Yeah, he did. And, and it's, where's it at again? Tell people. Healdsburg, California, Sonoma, Sonoma County. So I know it's going to be up there. And, he, and he, on the phone, he says th- there's a, like someone who owns the winery and someone else. They own a cottage. So you have like a so little a cider. Yeah. Cider factory. Cider, cider factory. factory. And then they have we, we stayed at like uh, like it was definitely like it was like a hotel, but it was a cottage. They sure. Had, but you had a, just like a regular room, but it had a cool little patio. The, the accommodations were great. Like you got there. You're like, oh, cool. That's what I heard. He goes, oh, you'll love that. And they take like a, a hanger that served on the winery as uh, where they keep all the, the wine. And they do a show in there. But when I got there. 
they took the boxes. You know all this, mm-hmm. but I'm just let me get the audience up. They took boxes and they like made it warm, like they created a stage area with like they must have taken their uh, their the pallets, their pallets of cool. Well, it all looks cool when you see a hundred of the same box or thousands, and it creates this sort of artwork in itself. All these cool stacked boxes. They made a, a hallway to come in the place, and then they had local artists hang stuff, mm-hmm. and you're walking through. And the lighting was good in there? The lighting, they, they, they put, like, red and blue and yellow lights shining up on all the boxes, and they, they, they had a food truck that pulled into mm-hmm. the hangar. It wasn't outside. pulled into the hangar. The door shut behind it. Mm-hmm. It's inside now, this food truck with cool crepes, and, and, and uh, I thought it was burritos. I felt bad on stage. I kept going, is there any way I can get a burrito after him? Because I wanted to get off stage and have a burrito waiting backstage, and I knew if I set it on stage, I would have a burrito, but it, they brought it to me. They go, hope this is all right. I hope this is all right. Are you kidding me? Fuck burritos. Whatever this thing was, it was great. It was like fluffiness and beautiful and chicken and this cool cheese in it. It was so good. Whatever that food truck was, get it. So anyway, Alan's there. Yeah. Do you when you walk in, are you surprised when you see what it, the way it looks? I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was it's so it's Sonoma it's Sonoma cider and they make uh, organic cider and I went up to a festival that Corey runs in Healdsburg as well a few months before this. and I It had wasn't the in the cider. big room, right? It wasn't in the big room. They it just was, did a few little they rooms. Did, they did a show. I think they did one show there at the festival, but everything else was uh, was at tasting rooms. But anyway, that was, well, the, I'm first suing them. That was no. the first time I ever had cider. And then to go to this show, you walk in, and yeah, like Todd's right. It's a warehouse. They obviously moved a lot of stuff out of the way. To, and stacked it on top of each oh, other. Oh, real quick. They, they took uh, kegs and they stacked them two on top uh-huh. of each other to make a bar, like where you go up to a bar and put your drink on a type of a bar, not a placer. And then they put a piece of big wood on, mm-hmm. top, wood on top. And they made bars all over. And then they stacked pallets so when people couldn't seat, there was like seating for 250 But then there were pallets stacked all over the place at different levels so yeah. people could sit on a pallet, like up 10 feet, up 20 feet, up... And the wall, like inst- it's like instead of the brick wall behind you at a comedy club, it's just... Case after case, case after case of cider, and they had a, just all the way oh, cool. to the ceiling. Yeah, like all the way, up, all the way to the ceiling, around the back, around the sides of the audience. Yes, it, everywhere you looked when you were on stage, it was almost the best point in the yeah. entire room because on stage you could see the whole crowd, you could see the two bars in the back, the food truck in the back, and just everywhere you look was either a keg or a case of cider. Three hundred forty people there, probably. Yeah. It was crazy. And and then so here's the here's the the audience is great. They make a stage. There's lighting. The room is dark. It's you know. So and, and then that was after Robert, the show, Robert Quartz. That, that was the guy that worked there. He set it all up. He set up the whole venue. And they were so nice. Yeah. When you got there, they were just like. It's like you feel like they owned a comedy club. That's yeah. that's the way they should. They acted like you know at those clubs like the DC Improv and at Helium's. Like you just walked in and you were like, you know. They're like, hey, and anything like, oh wait, do you do a com- do you run a club every week? I knew they didn't. That's right. the sarcastic compliment, you know. What do, what do you run a club every week? How do you know? Hey, there's food over there if you want to. And that, by the way, that's the opposite of what we were talking about. Sure, God, it goes a long way. And I don't think they did it because they knew that they would benefit by it. I really don't. As a matter of fact, they didn't. That's who they are. But God damn it, does it feel great? Just well, the warmth. And by the way, all that warmth, if you think about it. What did it? Re- and I'm only breaking it down to bring back the thing from the opening. It ended up, you know, they brought that th- that turkey. Uh, what is it called? They made crepes, a turkey mm-hmm. crepe backstage. Maybe I had four beers the whole night, if mm-hmm. that, and a turkey crepe. But I'm br- I'm still sh- I won't shut the fuck up about it. That's how far it goes. I got off stage. There was one waiting backstage. Hey, if you- a waitress would come back or someone just a manager of the the winery. Hey, if you want any beers, you know if you know it's hard to get them out there, we'll bring them back. And like so, at the end of the day, we had three or four beers and a, and a turkey crepe. And 
and I can't shut up about it because that's how special it made me feel. It was great. You know, you walk in, they're instantly taking care of you. They're making sure that you feel comfortable. Yeah. And, you know, like Corey, and Corey's a comic too, performed on the show, you know, and he had all this stuff going on in his head and, and that he had to clear and, and, and take he was care still of for the j- venue. Still so nice, not yes. stressed, didn't stress anyone out. I couldn't like, do that. That's funny you say it because... Like I thought, if I was him, with all he's producing a show. Mm-hmm. By the way, he has the right to say he's producing a show because he produced a fucking show. It was you almost know, a, it's produced it. He added a level to it. He well, here comes the part yeah, of yeah, that. Yeah. Here, by the way, if that was the end of the show and it ended and they played music, we'd still be talking about it. Yeah. But here comes the fucking. So there's like people hanging out. Musicians keep coming backstage. Isn't that what it feels like to yeah. you? All of a sudden a guy walks in with a trombone, then two guys walk in with a clarinet, then a guy walks in with a drum that you wear on your back, and then somebody else comes in later with a tuba, and then somebody else keeps walking in with a... And I think afterwards they're going to play on the stage, and I'm pretty excited just for that. Yeah. That's, is that what you pictured? Yeah. That they would play on the stage, Yeah, right? yeah. It would probably sound pretty good. And uh, they keep getting there, and when the show's over, bam, they go out there, and I just... Then they clear the chairs. All the chairs get yeah. cleared pretty quick. And the way I look at it, this isn't what they were literally saying, but we talked about this off the air. You see, some of the crowd started to leave, you mm-hmm. know, and it wasn't like they were going to say, oh, let's play. It's like, here's the way I felt that like the, the direction was, seemed like it was given, even though it wasn't. But I love saying it this way. They go, oh, no, we're not going to wait for you to leave. We're going to bulldoze into the middle of that crowd and start playing this. And you will hear the beat of the drum and the beat of the, tr- the, the, the fucking tuba. And it's like it's a lot of energy to just plow right in the middle. And then they're all around it. And, and people go, and, holy shit. And it was Dixieland music. Is that? Yes. Yeah. yeah I should it, uh, probably should like say Mardi that. It was Mardi Gras, Dixieland yeah. type music. The type yeah. where they'd be all playing and then they'd stop and then they'd all sing together. But right. it sounds cool that they're not. Sounds weird. It's no one is that they're the best singers in the world, but there's a, just a simpletonness of it. Yeah. But there's the tightness of it, and it just sounds fucking great. And then the drum, and then the tuba, and then people will cut to a dark warehouse with just some red and blue lights everywhere. They were so smart. They even turned off an overhead light. Like I thought, somebody here gets it. They felt the vibe of the room. It needs to be darker. And everyone was dancing. They were dancing around people. Like there would have been a tuba player right next to you, and then a trumpet player over there, and then boom! All of a sudden, you look up. There's a clarinet player on three pallets up yeah. and, they, and they all stop and he plays a solo and then boom back to the drummer and then it was like and then at one point they all laid down on the floor you yeah. remember that yeah and of course they know they've done this before good for them yeah guess what everybody else does lays it's down on the, on the floor. fucking yeah. floor with all these instruments playing and it got quieter and quieter and quieter and then they built back up and i was like god it made me feel like you know what i felt like of course, um, you're the same way. We were. In, I was nice to them. So were you. We yeah. talked to them. That's all. Hey, they're, where are you from? Very, where are you from? They were very complimentary. They were great. They had a great time. But when I saw them play, I'm like, oh, I was in the room with greatness. Yeah, yeah. I don't care where it's at. I don't care that they're not. You know, uh, you know, you don't see them on their their own show. And, the, oh no, well, whatever they, they do, those that group, they give a shit. They get together. They rehearse. They're as tight as a fuck. And that was like a performance. I was like, wow. And we kept thinking, we don't get to see this in real life. This is just movies. That's how you have to say, oh. It did seem like a movie. It was a movie. What was it? It was the, the Dixie Giants. Was that it? Is? Yeah, that I want to learn their name. And if I don't know it now, I'll say it right think, in the opening. I think that's what it is. I think it's the Dixie Giants. They I were, was surprised you were so. You and Blake. You were like, you got comfortable out there. You were, Blake was like a fucking chicken on coke and acid. Yeah, Blake was having a very good time. <laughs> Blake was having fun. And someone asked me what he was on. I'm like, you well, know, I had like eight. I had like eight ciders. Yeah, I he had, had like five at that point. But still, that's Blake with no cider. Yeah. I, it was just so much fun. It was like. You know what? It it really there that was already like you said already a great mm-hmm. show one of the one of the best shows I've ever done definitely one of the best shows I've ever done outside of L A 
Um, definitely the best show I've ever done in a fucking cider factory. <laughs> like, you know, it like, was it's special. Just so crazy. But then that, like, that moment was like, I see this band and they all seem like nice guys. And, and then it was just like, man, you know what? This pushes it over the line from just being a really good show to a moment, to an experience, to like a memory. Like, and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, when I look back on this, like, I want to have been dancing like out there, like with the band and like all these, it was just fun. It was just fun. It wasn't like, Oh, I'm nervous. Everyone's just having fun. Everyone's a little drunk. Like, and everybody was silly dancing is what I call it. Was it was silly. Yeah. It was silly dancing. Was Nobody like was out. There was just everybody. You could dance by yourself. You could dance with somebody. You could just stand on the side and like move your head. Mm-hmm. It was like, that was that comfortable. <laughs> and, and, um, there was, here's my favorite point. It was such a great, Oh, was it a fucking great moment? There's a point when I realize it. They're playing and they're playing, and then I go, oh, they just took control. And yeah. it went from 30 seconds to go, oh, my God. 30 seconds, they started playing. At two seconds, three seconds, I'm like, yeah, I'll go out and listen to them soon. I, I love this type of music, but I'm going to finish up. And then I heard something. I'm like, what the fuck? They got tight. You know what I mean? Like they were the bass, and then this would come on, and then I, I went out there. And then I'm like, oh, I want to experience this with uh, – with uh, with Alan and and Blake, like where are they? I'm not going to be able to find them because mm-hmm. I was high and it was overwhelming. And I thought there's 250 people here. Like, what are the odds of me finding them? I want to be with them, watching this, going, what the fuck? And then, God damn it, I saw you within a second after that. Uh-huh. That's when I came over and I was like, Are you fucking shitting me? Yeah. And we were like, This is like, if you told someone that you did uh, mushrooms and you had a problem with mushrooms, remember this bit? Uh-huh. And then they said they were going to be clean and they were, had their, they were being good. And then they called you the next day <laughs> and they went. I went out up to – and there was a band and they were playing and there were tuba players and they would all get down on the floor and they'd be like, you're Did doing like, drugs you're doing again. Drugs. No, I'm not. I swear. <laughs> it was in a dark winery and they stacked boxes and artwork and there were tuba players and trumpet players and band members and they were dancing all over and clarinet players would pop out behind a, a box and then a, a drummer would like jump from a 20-foot pallet and land next to another person and then they had a bullhorn and they all sang, all right. Where the f- it's not what fucking and there happened. Were, and there were crepes. Okay, calm down. There was a truck with crepes. <laughs> a truck with crepes. And it drove inside, and they shut the door behind <laughs> it. Yeah, it does all sound really ridiculous. <laughs> and we were all there dancing all over, laying on the floor singing. All right. Sure. And, that's, and, that's, and then I would go, and that's what we're doing. Yeah. And so that, I was glad you were God, a part of it. It was so much fun, and everyone had such a good time. People were so thankful, like, or gracious or whatever, like... They, I just really, it was like, God, that was really nice to be part of. That felt pretty special. I'm actually. glad you felt the same way because yeah. I did too. It really did. Those, it was something special. And I was like, that's why I wanted you here tonight because um, I thought, oh, no one else is going to be able to talk to about it. recap it. Yeah. So yeah. Corey, Corey, Sal, and Robert, they just all did great work. The guy from Funny or Die was there. Dom. Dominic. Oh, he's from, uh, what's he, from Rooftop, I think. No, I don't like him. Yeah, me either. I don't know. <laughs> no, he's great. And he he's wasn't great. there. He wasn't there. <laughs> hey, thank you. These pictures better look good you're taking, um, Nick, because, you know, I don't like the – well, some of the pictures you take. I mean, Nick thinks I'm like a model, so he gets real close. I try to compliment myself. <laughs> no, he thinks I'm like a – He keeps telling me I look really good. He tells me, he goes, no, oh, you can get close with you. With skin like that, why would I stay far back? Anyway, so that, so that was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And then, I mean – just the town, Healdsburg is, is wonderful. And the people, the people, the people after the are wonderful, show. wonderful. They were nice. Like every time you started talking to a group of people, they were really enjoyable to talk to. Yeah. And, uh, and, and interesting. And you would just start talking about like different things with different people. I probably talked to maybe six groups. Yeah. 
I would like switch, and then I would go over to this group, and then you're like, oh, I'm going to stay with this group all night. Then you found yourself talking to somebody else. The people I've met up there have just been really amazing. I and hooked generous up. And- no, I did. <laughs> By the way, whenever I say that, I think of with a woman. Because huh. all the lies from over the years. <laughs> I still think. You no, know, when I think of like a bit, when I go, oh, I, if I get married, like when I see that band, and I when I should have them at my wedding, I said the other day, I go, uh-huh. by the way, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm being honest, I'm not delusional, I right, get right, it, right. I get it, and anybody with, you know, ha- you could figure out why, but like when I think, when I go, when I saw that band, and I said, if I had a wedding, I'd have that band that we just talked yeah, about, yeah, yeah. I think of a woman, Yeah. I don't think of, I just think of a guy, me and a woman, like huh. eventually I'll meet her, and then, but I know that's not true, and I've known that for a long time, I'm just saying inwardly, subconsciously, I don't want people to get nervous that listen to the show, like, oh my god, Todd still thinks he's going to meet a woman, <laughs> I will, she'll be nice, she'll teach Jim, <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I thought I think we should get some fresh air And to recreate it JJ listened to the I, I told him to listen to one of the songs today Okay. And let's let's get some fresh air And then JJ will play along with a song that we picked From their CD oh, I got nice. their CD cool. Awesome. awesome. We, that way we can say That'll be play a good night to that bit yeah, yeah, Play yeah. it homage We have so much Well we have the, uh, the, the Play the uh, weed Weed I love weed. Weed, weed. I love weed. I love weed. So I figured out, and then we'll take a break, that there's a lot of people going through sobriety, seriously, and there are the benefits of that. Mm-hmm. There really are. So the, let's have a song. Let's not, let's not only have songs for the people, you know. And by the way, I notice a big difference between people that go sobri- through sobriety and people that go through uh uh, new, uh, over the years, I've known a, th- a few, especially when I was younger, born-again Christians. Oh, a friend of a friend. They're, they're boring because they don't make pretend their past happened. So they're just like, why? What Come on, you, you can clean up and still not make pretend that you didn't do that. <laughs> you don't remember you did that? Like now yeah, you're but- like, you're just denying that part of your life? When I find mostly people that are clean, at least in my experience, from whatever, whatever it's heroin or whether they're still fucking fun. Sometimes I go, that's cool you can go out like that. That's a cool place to be. And still be even some of my friends that are AA can obviously be around drinking, sure, and uh, they're still fun. But it's it's, so so it's not born again Christian uh, shit. No, you're absolutely right. There's some. I mean, a lot of comics. I feel I like do as a comedian. You meet a lot of people that stop drinking or whatever, mm-hmm. and it is so great when you see your friends and people that you and, and they're so funny on stage and stuff. We see them when they quit drinking, and it's not. They didn't lose anything. They it only made them even yeah. stronger. It's so great. It I think, is. I hate when people say that thing of like, well, you know, I'm an artist. I got to be tortured. I got to drink. Blah blah. blah. No. It's like, no, like there's nothing. Like, can you imagine? And uh, same thing about the Borgian Christian thing. It's like, why not embrace your past? Because think about how funny, especially as a comic. Think about how funny you can make it. From this perspective, now you are now from clean. Looking back on that crazy, stupid. Really, probably messed up shit you used to do. Like I was never, so I never funny. did anything. I'm, I hope I'm answering that. I never went like coke or anything. I sort right, of lucked right. out. Mine's food. Yeah, well, I get all my empathy from people that are addicted to drugs. I think I've said this on the show before. All mine's from food. I go if it wasn't for Lipitor, I don't. I look. I'd like to bullshit myself. Uh-huh. I did quit smoking. I'm not like I smoke pot, but I quit smoking cigarettes completely. And I take my Lipitor every fucking day. Yeah. So there, that's a big thing to go have. You you got a second chance at life? Are you? Are you, yeah, are you yeah. No, no. I quit smoking. I and I take and I didn't take the medicine before. But 
The food, it's horrendous. And if it wasn't for the Lipitor, I don't know what I'd do. I might be like my dad and just slowly hoped and done enough. But with the thing where I wouldn't have another heart attack, but then they would have to maybe clean me out again. Uh So that's where I get my empathy for people that are addicted to drugs. So it's like I get it. It's like, fuck, it's not easy. So let's have the type of show where we – we, we, we show that uh, there's positives of that. It, can be, it doesn't have to be weed. Weed. The, the, it's not about weed, that song. It's about in that moment, that makes you feel good. Guess what? There's other things that make you feel good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talking about being clean. One week, one month, one year. I love sobriety. Sobriety. Sobriety, I love sobriety. Taking back control of your life, taking responsibility, healing your relationships, I love sobriety. Feeling better when you wake up, looking better in the mirror too. Taking it all one day at a time, I love sobriety. Sobriety, 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 I love Clearly thinking clearly Put your problems in the past Put your problems in the past Put your problems in the past And get healthy Sobriety 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 I love sobriety In honor of all the people for the sobriety, we're going to do a elongated version of this in celebration of wherever you're at. JJ, show off. I'll let you have the last word. I'll, I'll let you have the last word. Good morning, starshine. Uh, the earth says hello. This is my dad. Is he good? You he's really good. Yeah, he's great. He actually sounds really great, actually. Yeah, he's professional. Yeah, I probably would pay him a lot of money. <laughs> oh, by the way, pause this. I want this bit to be clean because I'm going to... Looking forward to doing it a lot, so I'm going to clean it up a little. It's not the guy, like, I made it like, oh, because, you know, I, uh, like, I run HBO, so of course you're going to lie to me because you want to show. No, it's just, this is the, just a liar for no reason. We don't have to know why. <laughs> this guy just wants to please, that's who he is. Yeah, he just wants to he please just, people. No, that, that, yeah, the, he just, whatever anyone else likes, he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. And he really <laughs> sells it. But yeah. let me ask you. No, does I'm it, really into it. Does no, he like no, it? Yes, he guy. doesn't. No, he loves it. Oh, he does? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if that's sadder, isn't it? Well, oh, no, he just, he's got a big heart. Let's make him not like it. <laughs> Can we make him not no, like really it? he really hates it? He hates it. He hates it. Watch, you're going to go, it is funnier. Watch. Hates it. Like, 
He gets. He can't even believe you're. This does not even qualify is the way he feels. This is not. This is unfair to me. This is shit. This is someone that can't sing. But this is who he becomes because he wants to please people. This isn't like someone. Let's say on a ten, the ten of being the worst. It's not like this. This is. Come on. He's in the music business. This is horrendous. If this is someone having fun at their house, God bless them. But you don't submit this type of shit. That's the way you feel. But what we're about to hear is who you become. Now, you, I think this sets this up to be very funny. Oh, can, oh, can, hey, do you mind if I uh, um, play my, uh, my dad sings? Can I play it for you? I know you're in the record business. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, okay. Is that, are you sure it's okay? Uh, yeah. Oh, let, let me hear it. Let me hear it. Here you go. Good morning, starshine. And you, you like it? Be yourselves uh, hello. Yeah. No, seriously? You twinkle above yeah. us. Yeah. Oh, it's... Pause it for a second. Is it professional? I mean, is he? Does he have? You can tell. Does he have a really good voice? It sounds. Uh, it oh. sounds really, really good. He's play a little more for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good morning. Or do we have to start it over? No, that sounds good. No, that sounds good. That sounds good. Let it breathe. I get. I get cocky. <laughs> Shut up and let it breathe. <laughs> now he's good. Now that no, I know he's good. No, it sounds. It sounds really. It sounds. Fun. It sounds really good. I looped a part of it. The, my favorite part. I looped. Can, can I play it for you? Sure. I looped it. He really. Hey, yeah, I think. Uh, I think your dad's got a future. Oh, you're being serious. Yeah. Not maybe. I mean, we have a full roster. Is this part good? We have a full roster right now, but someone's gonna sign it. Hold on. Is this part good? Yeah. This part. This is the best part of the song. This is the. Yeah. I feel like he's off key here a little. He sounds great. No. Look at me in the eye. Is this he good? Could he make a living? Seriously? No. No. How dare you? I just got really <laughs> offended. I was so into the bit that when no, no, no. well, I think it's funnier if he really likes it. I think you're right. Hey, do you like this? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's never heard music. He just oh, likes it. Oh, I oh I love this. What about if my way was fun, but this is a different way? <laughs> <laughs> I love I I didn't know music could sound so good Oh that is so nice for me to hear My dad's so paranoid What's your dad's name? Oh now this guy really does like it He loves it Oh you're right I like this better What's his name? My, my dad's name is Paul Paul This is him singing Paul if you're Paul You're great <laughs> He just finds Paul in the party <laughs> I feel like she's not even there. Like, I get him on the phone. I go, Paul, he loves you. Can you just let it breathe a little and really enjoy it? I, I want you to hear it to, so you can judge it fairly. I love it. No, wait, wait. Hold on. Do, that. Do the let it breathe. Well, listen. I, I, could, do you mind because I don't want to tell him how much you love the music. By the way, the bit works. We're at a party. I find out you're in the record business. Just to fill people in that are having difficulty. Uh, but no, because before I go back to my dad and tell him he's good, can you just let it breathe a little, so so I can really know you're hearing what he sure, sings like? Sure. Okay. I love it. I love it. 
Well, even can before you, you even I, stop saying And you do love it. Oh, you're right. That's funnier. Yeah. You like it? I love it. I'm not even Why do you love it so much? It sounds like my dad. Can you let it... <laughs> Can you let it breathe? I love this. Can you? Can, can, I hear, I think I've heard is, everything I, think I need is, to hear. I think I've this is the everything. type of song you gotta let breathe. Can you just let it breathe? This is great. I love this. Okay, this but is, can you can you let it? Can you just listen and and just so you can of really? Course. Okay, so just let, listen to the song now. So good. Okay, you're not really listening. You understand? I don't want to be a dick, but can you just let it... Can you let the song play for a minute without saying you love it? Of course. Okay, so here you go. Play it. I love this. Okay, you're not... You instantly do what you say you're not going to do. I don't know how to explain it to you. I can't help but say that So are your intentions every time to literally let it breathe, but you're so overwhelmed? I am... Literally trying to keep my mouth shut. I don't realize I'm talking. Can I shut your mic off? Wait, in the bit, there's no mic. <laughs> no, there's no, no, maybe there is. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Weird, weird bit. Oh, jeez. Okay. Let it, let it, let it just now. Hold on. What's up? So just so thank you for letting it breathe. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> no, no, I, no, no, I. Because <laughs> I feel well, I feel I feel bad because he's here and he, he's he's singing over in the corner. <laughs> right. I love it. I love it. I'm back in. Remember what I said. Whenever the show's having trouble, play this. Well, it wakes people up. No, that's what Chris Hardwick told me. He said, you play your cowbell, you wake your listeners up. You know, I, I think it sounds disrespectful. He goes, ah, there are cows, the people that listen to the show, and you need to ring a bell to wake them up. Hurt. I say, Chris, maybe you think of people that way, but I don't. What did you just say? I'll, like, they're just a herd. They're a herd. There's I go, no, herd. they're not. They're like people you meet. He goes, nah, you bang a bell. That'll keep them up. They occupied. don't even have names, he He's, says. You know what he says to me? They Thank you. This is the way he talks. It's what you're doing, right? Uh, he said, Todd, we could play a bell and they would listen. He goes, they would. You play the bell. He said that. He goes, you play a bell for a minute. I promise you no one's going to turn off your podcast. They don't give a shit. No one else is listening. I mean, no, people just listen to that. They, this is embarrassing. Yeah. I don't like this bit. I do like it, but... All right, please. <laughs> wow. Because that's funny. Of course he was right. Of he course was right. they're listening because it's in the context. They're not going to just... I know. We, why do I over-explain then people say, don't worry about over-explaining things. Well, here's the other thing now, though. Is so like, I'm, I'm not apologizing. I take my apology back. I, I over-explain it in a very tough... Hey, if you don't like the way I over-explain it, then get the fuck away. But even if they, even if they stop listening to the... To, like, it doesn't matter anymore. Because now, when you stop listening to something, you don't necessarily just, like... 
And in the car, if you don't if you don't like the song that's on you, you used to have to like change the dial to go to a different station. Mm. Now you just go go thirty seconds beyond. Yeah, you that. go. So they would they would they just, would still be listening. They just right. They would press thirty skipped. seconds. People like, might have done well. What about the people that are now going? I didn't press thirty seconds. I, they <laughs> might have come in three seconds, and then you miss it. Then you're going back. There's people. By the way, the people that listen, you're the right ones, because <laughs> yes. How long was it going to go? Why skip forward fifteen seconds and then you miss it, and then you got to go back? Yeah. You think they're going to come in eventually, and if they do it for and quite frankly, there's people disappointed in us. Well, they're going, you should have done the, it longer. What about the crazy thing that happened? That if you skipped ahead, you might might not have heard right yes right and there's people going uh, the fat why did you go so short there's other people who went you could have done that for a minute longer and you know it todd you know it why do you get so nervous if you're laughing in the studio why did you think oh are they laughing like the concept of people literally listening to a bell yes it gets funnier and funnier and i didn't let it breathe and i should be embarrassed because listeners were like no we we know what you're doing just fucking commit fucking commit I got to say this. It's worth breaking the bit. So I'm playing the bell, and I look at JJ. I go, go play with it. So he gets up. He gets his trumpet. He walks over to the mic, and then he looks at me like, what do you want me to play? And I look at him like, just play whatever you want. And then I think he's thinking, to what? But but in the show, you have to try. Whatever decision you make would have been funny. It would have been funny. So now we go back. Todd, we like... We, you play the bell. Don't give up on it. We would have listened another minute. It's something funny. Yet yeah, first you think, we'll it be funny again. We've done it twice before. And then once you hear the boom, boom, who would listen to that? Unless there was something about to happen within a bit. But for now, that's who you're going to make pretend to be. The people that would listen to a bell. Like in the event that Chris Hardwick's right. Which, of course, it's a bit. He's not. But what if in the bit... Like, and there's some weird way they go, people would listen to cowbells. Trust me. They don't care. You think you're so, you have this, and you have points to say. It's some, like, movie, almost like the Howard Stern movie. They come into your podcast. No one gives a shit. And Chris Hardwick is the guy in this, in this scene, in a movie. He's going, nobody gives a fuck about your podcast. Let me tell you something, Glass. You, Marin, all these fucking guys <laughs> with their podcasts. Nobody gives a fuck. You found a niche group of people. That for whatever reason, this period they're gonna—they're not. It's not. No one gives a fuck. You could play. They don't. You think you connect with them on your opinions? You think that's why you bond with people because of uh, some? You'd play a fucking cowbell, and these fucks would listen to it. Trust me, they don't give a fuck about you.
to show off in front of company. I love it. No, but whenever I just hire him to play, if I'm having a dinner, he doesn't hit those notes. But in here, he shows off when there's a lot of pretty ladies around. <laughs> Shh, people think we're pretty ladies. No, I got it. Chris Hardwick, you usually have some hot girls around the studio. I said, but what do you... I do. When whoever comes by, comes by. He goes, yeah, well, put some, get some hot pussy in that room. Hardwick's like Robert Evans in this scenario. <laughs> All right, so listen. So that that bit, you know what happens, but at least you're in the moment. That bit, I liked it, then I got lost, and then I thought, I hope this bell banging is as funny as I think it's going to be. This is the pressure that it takes to steer a ship like this. <laughs> I know what people want. That's what it is. Inevitably, I know what people want. I know they're listening. They're like, oh, what do they want? Oh, I think they want something like this. I saw the light on the night that she passed by her window. I saw the They want to hear this guy sing that I found on the internet with JJ adding trumpet to it. And this guy gets to find it and go, shit, they took my song, which is nice, and we added trumpet to it. This is what people want. people want <laughs> I'm lost okay um, but I'm, I'm finding my way home yep and what can I do but be honest is that was that the right way to explain what just happened I got lost yeah that's fine I got lost with the thing with the music I don't know anymore I'm having a nervous breakdown <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine I hope you're fine oh guess what we were gonna do what that's the name of the game guess what we're gonna do I try to make it look like a, <laughs> you know what I'm doing um, no, there are a few things. Hold on. Uh, What's on the list? What's on the list? What time is it? Okay. 9.14. You're so unprofessional. <laughs> mm. Well, you should I'm be. I'm not the one asking for the time. <laughs> <laughs> Only professionals know what time it is. Hey, remember in the beginning how he was so afraid? Now he yells at me. No, now I'm scared. Uh, now no, no, Aristotle scared. scares me now. The now tables have turned. Well, it's Halloween. <laughs> It's, it's spooky. <laughs> it's, is, that, is that my Halloween that uh, you, the, the, we're, we're now I'm afraid of you? Well, I'm not the one asking for the goddamn time when you, and you should buy a watch. The coasters I got you don't use. That's you what he's wear, really upset about. Do you not about. wear a watch, Todd? 
I don't. You know why? I don't want to be restricted by a, a time put on us by the – I'm just kidding, but I wanted to be that person, and I couldn't think of enough words to do it any longer. You know those people. I won't be restricted by the government's the, – I won't – shut oh, up. The, the rules don't apply to me. Yeah. Guess what? Well, maybe they don't. Well, maybe they don't. I hate to see something happen. Brando? <laughs> Joe was at the uh, <sighs> <laughs> What was that? Hey uh, <sighs> You know be the worst thing to do now Like you ever been in a it, you, you ever have to do improv I hope it comes organically on this show How we start doing stupid bits But uh, in an improv troupe Where someone threw something at me Forget it I'm the worst like I don't want to have like someone go, you're a, you're a you know like you're a you're a fish and you're but you talk. I get nervous. I'm so bad at improv. I I don't even try to criticize it because I. No, I'm I, saying I'm, I'm bad at it too. No, that's but what that's I'm the saying. thing though. I kind of may I kind of will be like make fun of like their little games and stuff. But like really, I'm making fun of it like I'm I'm so bad at this. <laughs> like I can't pretend to be a fish. I don't know what that means. Pretend to be a fish. You I'm like not this. a fish. You I'm not like, a fucking fish. You go. <laughs> Like I can't, I can't pretend be, to be a be, fish. You'd be great in class. I'm not a fish. <laughs> no, I'm not a fish. No, I'm not. I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm not a fish. I, I, I'm not trying to be an asshole. But I'm just a guy taking an improv class. <laughs> I'm not a fish. I can't. This seems like a character Eddie Pepitone was. You can see Eddie going. I would never go to one of those improv classes yeah. because it would be hard for me. You'd be the teacher, and yeah. I'd be Eddie in the bit. Okay, so guys, gather around in a circle. We're just going to uh, go around the uh, the room, and everyone just list a uh, make and model of car. Okay, we'll start with you, Eddie. What are we doing? We're, we're uh, Eddie. We're uh, we're just going to go around the circle just to get us used to talking and and Not speaking. Used to talking. Like room, room. Good like ideas. I don't want to act like a car. Okay, no, we're not saying act yeah, like I a feel car. Stupid. Can't act like a car. I'm not a car. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Like, like Man, that. Like I see. That? If that's the way I'm going to look, I'd rather. All right, I'm done. <laughs> that was actually good, though. You know what it wasn't? I hope Eddie listens to the show and gets upset with me. No, that would be my punishment I deserve. I can't do impersonations. And why do I put this, this whole room? Hey, hey. Whole... Hey, wait a second, though. What about that Rodney Dangerfield impression? That's a pretty good one. Oh, I guess you're right. <laughs> What if I was hey, the I'll guy? I'll tell you, you know. Hey. <laughs> you people go. like when I do it with the Mitch Hedberg jokes, right? It's good, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm asking you a question, too. It's good. Yeah. Sure, I feed you your compliment. All right, let's do this. Are you comfortable? Yeah, what are we doing? Because you're great. You're great. You're well, easy to be around. You're fun. Cool. Everything's good. good. But here's the problem. I got I to gotta probably wrap the... Uh, I need 100 bucks, or this <laughs> show's not going to make it through the week. There's any way you, you and you? I know your family's rich. I mean, I don't know that, but the way you dress, I figure they are. I got two hundred. Oh, uh, really? I'll give you two hundred dollars. Give me two fifty. I won't say anything. Three hundred bucks. Eh, give we me call five. it a deal. Give me five hundred. Thousand dollars. I'm out the door. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> you're the, are you the you're, wait? You're the worst. <laughs> the worst negotiator. Listen, I but won five. You'd be the worst. I mean, a parody of worst. This guy's up. This guy's. By the way, you, you play him well because uh, not nothing to say about uh, the way you are. Just more your acting ability. Woo! That was a close one. <laughs> Woo! I really got out of that. Edit that out. 
Anyway, <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you a clean in. Okay. Well, <laughs> isn't that fun? You know, I'm kidding. That was great. So here's what I wanted to say about. Oh, so you're the guy. What was the character we were about to the, build? The bad, the really bad negotiator. Oh, guy. bad negotiator. Yeah. Worst. It's Worst. like ridiculous. Okay. It's not. It's and it's just. It's absurd. Oh, uh, I won five thousand for the car, and I and I'll tell you the truth. I'm probably not going to take a lot less. Um. Okay, I'll give you six thousand dollars. No question. Okay. I'll, here's the deal. I'll take seven, but. Okay, uh, I give you my car, you keep your car too, and I... <laughs> you got really bad really quick. <laughs> Why would he give him... Okay, uh, you don't even... He keeps his car? So he here's what he does. He gets your car. He keeps the car he's selling to you, and you're about to remake a bid. Yeah, yeah you go, listen, you keep my car, you keep the car you're selling me, okay, here's the thing. and give... you're going to walk out of there minus money. You're the horrible... You, no, here, no, it goes, it goes like this. I give you my car... Two thousand bucks, and you keep your car. That's what it, that, he that's just, how you would have. You to basically it. walked over there, dropped off your car, and gave him two thousand dollars. Right? Uh, Am I right? No, you're absolutely right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Pink slip is in your hand. <laughs> I, I buy the car for. I buy the car for seven thousand dollars. Sign it over your name. You keep the car. I'll tell you what. Throw on five thousand on top of that. You have a deal. <laughs> this guy knows you're an idiot. He's taking advantage of you. I'm out the door. I, I'm in. All I'm right. in. Listen. Here's what I like to do for you. God, there's a lot of clicking going on. It not, me, I don't care. I know it throws JJ off with his trumpet ear. <laughs> I try to make someone else the bad person. <laughs> God, you were firing away with that camera. I gotta be honest. I think it makes me feel a little important, so I let it go. I'm like, <laughs> does somebody need that many pictures of this podcast? I guess it's you know the real deal. So I let it go in the background. Then after a while, I'm like, all right, come on. No one took ever so many pictures. 9-11 didn't have as many pictures as you just took of us. And Amen. That's more, and that, Amen. And that's Thank more. you. 9-11 <laughs> didn't have jingles. Well, you know what? That's why. Uh, well, what if I was around? I didn't know what to say. <laughs> no, I would have made jingles to make it more fun. I am, Seriously, I am so... Joe, listen up. <laughs> now, I know you, you think you have your limits. But there's nothing wrong with what we're asking you to do. It's in a bit, and there's nothing wrong with it. If you were around for 9-11, what were the jingles you would have made? And I own that this is funny. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Look at wait, all. Wait. I was going to. Maybe around, I shouldn't. Around, around for 9-11? If you were around. Are you guys around for 9-11? No, I mean, if you were. Wait, you were around. No, but that's just. It's like. I'm, like I was if around. I, oh no, I, I was meant, just hanging out. If I was around, <laughs> no, no, I meant. Here's what I meant to say. I was around. I was, I was, I was here on this planet. Well, nine eleven, and, and of course I remember it. What but what I meant was, if I was in charge. Oh. If I was in charge, like I was the governor, I would try to play the jingles on the you. morning radio to to lessen the, I the pain. I got. I'm you. not going to make jingles about the horrific is things. That how, is that how you? But hear, maybe uh, 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 look at all the smoke from the. I don't know. We're working uh, hard to clean it up. Right. Nine <laughs> eleven. Put it behind us. I don't know. Us whatever. Together. Is that how you handle terrorism? Is just jingles? Sure. Well, you make a nice jingle for the terrorist, Joe. Listen up. If you had to make a nice jingle for pick pick somebody that's doing a lot of bad in the world. If you don't want to do the other one, listen, oh, we got to clean this up right now. Yeah, <laughs> let's not do the nine eleven. I think that with your with your school and everything, we don't want to having anything happen. You know, locally, local music teachers seem to have another side. Here, singing a song about how Hitler had a nice complexion. You know, you can see him doing some weird song for the show. Same with this. 
Apparently, Mr. You know, uh, McKinsey is good with the students, but also likes singing about uh, this thing. Fucked up shit. Fucked up shit. I <laughs> they say that on the news. <laughs> so here's what I'd like to do. I want to play. I'm going to let it breathe. I want to be in a good mood. We'll, we can get some fresh air. We'll, uh... <laughs> We're going to get some fresh air. And other people, are, everybody does different things now that we've established it during the show. We don't have to keep it a secret. But also, you know, um, yeah, other people, uh, they go, you know, you get whatever you get that's going to make you feel good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're talking about being clean. Ah, oh, that's right. One month, one year. Come on, shut up, so motherfucker. Sobriety. 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 I love sobriety. You don't have to be a dick about it. Your life. No, 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 no. We're being nice to you, the sobriety, but you don't have to be like, hey, go fuck yourself with your sobriety. You weren't doing it. That's the joke. Better when you wake up. Looking better in the mirror too. Taking it all one day. So let's do this. <laughs> if you were smoking and then somebody played this song for you, you stop smoking. This would ex- oh yeah, this would help. Maybe pretend I'm why I'm smoking. So let me see if it helps. Oh, is is JJ going to be there with the trumpet in sobriety world? Playing the playing like he's playing. Oh yeah, sobriety's great. It's just there's a band following you all the time. Oh, this is what sobriety's like. This song. This song is sobriety. Yeah, because you have the cleanness of your head. Yeah, you don't make the mistakes you used to make, so you sort of feel empowered. Yeah, you're lucid. And this is what you're like. Yeah. Oh no, let me let me let me listen to it a little more. Sobriety, I love sobriety. Yeah, I'll, I'll fucking do this. Let's hear it a little more. What, what's it like when you walk around on the street with this song? And so you just walk around. You wake up every day. Sure. Yeah. Just like this. It's like this. And you hear like. So you just. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you. And you end up in about being clean. Yeah, 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 yeah. One month, one year. Yeah. So variety. So variety. So Hold on, hold on. Yeah, let me fade that out. Fade that out. Fade that out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Fade that out. So, so you just walk down the street, and when you're sober, because of everything you don't make it, it's like, let me hear it again. Yep. It's like, it's, is it really like this? Because I would do this. Every day. By the way, you know, we're, to George Carlin, we're actually being serious. It must be, like, I'm, I'm making fun of it the way I'm saying it, but the part to George Carlin is, I would imagine, to have your life cleaned up, it might feel pretty fucking good when you, you go, oh my God, three years, that's right. That's what we're talking about on the show. It's like, fuck, you're a superhero. You got to so, be a very mature person to uh, appreciate it, I think. Yeah. And then you do walk around like this. Everywhere you go. Just picture. Hey, by the way, this is your new soundtrack. Thank you, motherfuckers. I give sobriety a, a jingle, a song, a way to live life. This is your new song for life. Every day when you walk out the goddamn door, this is your new life. Look at you juicing. You're juicing. That's right. Look at you. God damn it. Picking people up for work right on schedule. Go fuck yourself. I know what you're doing. Hey, you remembered your kids' names. Good job, buddy. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I didn't lie about finances in my relationship, and I take ownership. Yeah, you know what? It fucking feels good. I, less, I lost 700 bucks on the game, but I still told my wife the truth. Oh. <laughs> 
They start getting less and less. They start getting less and less. I'm drinking again. You know what? I'm drinking seven days a week, but I'm not hitting uh, hitting my head into the wall. Look at you waking up at noon. These are people. What are these? These are people that have. They're, they're making too many excuses, right? That's not sobriety, right? That, that wouldn't be sobriety. Yeah, that no. would be someone just going, no, I've been sober for five months. I drink and smoke now. Can you immigrate? Can, does that sound, can you can you wait, tell wait, that's which, me? Or, wait, which is the trumpet and which is? Oh, you don't know? I can't tell. No, you're being serious. I'm being serious. My eyes are. Oh, closed. I thought you were joking around. No, I mean, wait, did you just do it? Oh, let me let me try. Can, can, well, put some reverb in mine too, uh, Aristotle. Don't just give uh, JJ reverb. Okay, are your eyes shut? Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. Okay, it was that one. You think that was the last one? The last one was the last one was who? Me or JJ? I think it was. I think it was you. I think. I think the, uh, I think you were you I think, sure oh, I no, think I you, you had the, I think you had the trumpet <laughs> no no he had the trumpet I was doing it with my mouth we're trying to see if oh let's do it again you didn't understand so one of us is going to I know you did but for the bit it makes it funny that now they have to live through this again in the bit or wherever this is happening you don't need the details that's what's great a lot of a lot about my bits there's most people aren't worried how we got to now it's a different thing happening sometimes I feel I need to get them there well the bottom line is that we want to uh, uh, repeat the same thing over and over again, and we're coming up with reasons. I forgot. I forget when I... I guess when I whisper, that's stupid of me. Like, I don't know. I can't go, I forgot what I was talking about. What, what were we just talking What's about? Up, the cowbell. Oh, the cowbell? No. The, um, the trumpet. trumpet. Oh, what about it? The fact that you were playing it. Oh, you, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to stop doing it. So anyway, uh, wah, 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 wah. Yeah, that's a trumpet. <laughs> oh, did you really think it was the trumpet? That is it. No, no, that was me. My eyes are closed. That was you playing a trumpet. Oh, I'm glad I started this up again. So let's let's do it again. Let's do the game again. See if you can tell. Are your eyes closed? They're closed. Can I, seriously, and I hate to be disrespectful, can I put a duffel bag over your head and then wrap tape around of it? Of course. Okay. Of course. Jake, Anything. can you go over there and do that? I should hear the remnants of the sound of it happening. Oh, the tape? The tape? That's tape, and that's... No, do the tape better than that. If We're going to go off soundboard, and, and, and this is the truth. Jake's wanted to go off soundboard. He says he can do most of the sound effects without it. So we'd like to do a little test. I'm we pretty don't wanna... good at telling the difference. Okay, so can you uh, put some masking tape around his face? I want to hear the masking tape. That sounds right. Okay, now seriously. Zip, zip. Put the duffel bag over it. Yep. That sounds Put good. The, and close the electric zipper. Right. Close it. Close it. Okay, tell Michael Winslow to get out of here. <laughs> and because I know he's helping you because some of those are too professional. I loved it. By the way, uh, let's talk about it later. But um, Okay, so here we so go again. Here go we off? go again. Here we go again. I'll go. Uh, I'm so not going to tell you who's going first. Honestly, no bullshit. Eyes here are we closed. Go. go ahead. That's, that's not a trumpet. That's a mouth. Dumb, dumb is funny. Dumb is funny in oh, comedy. Yeah. Dumb, dumb. Okay, it's no, bad. Not shush to you, shush to me. Okay, okay. here, hold on. 
Wah, 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 wah. 100% real trumpet. See, JJ, you're good. I, that, by the way, that was me. No. No, that was me. No. Shut up. Let me, let me do it again. Close your eyes. Well, you already have a bucket over your head. Yeah, I can't see anything. Okay, fill this. I'm a little afraid that you're peeking. Can I take I'm not this? peeking. Can I I'm do something? Can right I do now. something? Can I take this bucket of uh, over that is twice the size of your head? This bucket filled with loose mud and pour it over your face, please, and let it stay so that I feel the, the the clay mud will clog up your eyes, please. and I know you won't be seeing. Please. Okay, uh, Jake, can you put the big bucket of clay over his head? And that's a real bucket. Mush it around more. Well, we'll mush more than that. Well, I mean, I didn't, I didn't say I was eating lettuce. It was mushy mud. Good. There you sounds go. Like, there like you go. Mud. Sounds like there mud you mud. go. Okay, now let me do it again. Tell who it is. Okay. It's a mouth. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Damn time. You're so positive. You're so sure. It's With all the kids. It's, it's a, a mouth. It's like you're almost insulted. <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a mouth again. Okay. Trumpet. It was me. No. I swear to God. No. No to do. <laughs> no. My, no. That was a trumpet. If I was like shooting comedies right now, I know exactly in a movie what I'd use you for. But eventually that's what you will do because you'll find that a good character in a movie is that you sell it so well that you just uh, – what is it? It's like a fucking idiot. It's a moron. It's a moron. No, it's no. a proud well, idiot. It's a proud idiot. <laughs> a proud it's a very, idiot. By the way, to say it's a moron doesn't give it the credit. To no, it's, it's a proud it's a idiot. idiot. It's a proud idiot. He, and, he, <laughs> and he's such, what confidence. I like this. He goes, it's a mouth. I almost want him to be right. Like, maybe he is right. <laughs> he knows so much. It's the funniest thing to me in comedy. The, the, it's just hubris. It's just like Greek. By the way, Uber's well, a sponsor, get, I so I want to thank them for picking you up tonight. Yeah, and uh, I want to thank my driver, um, uh, Baruz. He was a nice guy. Was he? Yeah. I always give $100. Is that enough? <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, let's do uh, Let me take a deep breath, everybody. <laughs> good. Here's what I was thinking while I took that deep breath. In, in San Antonio, there was... Uh, one guy came with his wife or girlfriend to the show, and then he came back by himself on Sunday, and I talked to you at the bar, and just a, a nice person, you know? And you do. Jake asked me if I remembered their name, and I don't, but he knows who he is because he listens to the podcast. And he just said, well, you know how I say I won't read the nice emails? We end up reading the mean ones because they're funny. I go, so I don't like to read them, but I, will, I don't have to say exactly what somebody said, but I think it's good to say, yes, yeah, somebody was really kind Came back on Sunday by himself, talked again, just said some good things, and he seemed really nice. And then the other couple, they drove me to the show. So I had my bag in the back of their car, and they drove me to this karaoke bar that everybody from the club went to. And we were even laughing ourselves. We're like, like the joke became, I think, for a little while, like, what if they could murder me or something, you know? I think, or maybe I was thinking that. Oh, shit, I'm sorry, erase this. No, uh, no, we were like, my bag's in their car, and... 
So you sort of go, well, you feel like that must be a trust. You look yeah. trustworthy. That's yeah, what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying that, and that, and you know what? You're. I've been right 100 percent of the time. Now people do get screwed sometimes, but I've been right. I've never had a bad situation. You just look at people. They're like, and that's right. They're exactly who they say they are. You trust them with your bag in your car. You don't want. And guess what? Of course, that's exactly what happened. At the end of the night. Hey, we're getting gone. Your bag's in our car. But it, that's not the way it went tonight. On this very weird night in the middle of San Antonio, Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick showed up. <laughs> So listen, I have a lot to get to. I wanted to talk about those two people. I wanted to give them a compliment, and now I feel like I've insulted both. <laughs> well, I was afraid they were going to murder me, and the other one... Uh, Stole my bag, Yeah, so. the, the other one, I was worried they were going to... St- they think, that's what he thought, that son of a bitch. Listen, it's the way you were aggressive with me in the lobby. You said, get in the car, asshole. We got some fun to have. <laughs> we got right. some fun to have. Now listen, um... Okay, let me just get to everything that I gotta get to. What's this? Have a cup of coffee with the local who passed away. You have a cup of coffee with someone that passed away. No, it's a nice thing. Wow. Yeah, why not? Have a cup of coffee with the local who passed away. Right, you just have a it's a it's a fake conversation. With a, someone who has passed. Someone away? that's passed away. Oh. Someone that died. Jingle Joe doesn't want to say died. It makes him feel bad. Mm-hmm. He said they're not dead. They just passed away. Like they passed away. What do you mean? They rolled over in the, the other yard? No, they passed away. They were here and then they passed away. Where'd they pass to? They passed away. Pastured away. They it's pastured so away. They fell field. and then they rolled into the woods. It's so funny that if you pass out, you fall asleep, but if you pass away, you're dead. <laughs> it's so close. They're almost the same. Right. You pass out. You're fine. You're fine. You're alive. Pass away. You pass away. You're fucking you're dead. Done. So sad when you look at it that way. Ah, uh, well, <laughs> there's only one way to look at it, and it's bad. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's like marriage. It only isn't that's the joke about marriage that it either ends in it doesn't end good ever. It ends right. in divorce or, or death. death. Yeah, but that's a horrible way to look at it. Well, yeah, because also you could live forever if they make a special pill. I think I'm at a good. Can I tell you? I think I'm at a great point in my life. I think. You're ready. I hope I'm right that I'm going to be around for a long time, like over 125. I'll tell you why. I actually think all of us. I actually, I actually think all of us will. I'll tell you why. With, okay, I take pretty good care of myself, right? You know, so I, you know, I put good things in my. In my body, I try to take. I also smoke pot a little bit, a lot, and then um, I mean, I smoke it. You know what's crazy, Todd? I know that you smoke weed a lot, but there's no way that you are the person that smokes the most weed out of everyone. Well, that's, isn't that crazy? Okay, the, here's what I thought you were going to say something different, but in when I say I don't smoke a lot, I guess I am saying because that's why sometimes audiences will laugh because you forget. In the, I'm judging against the comedic community, and in the in the comedic community, you know, um, uh, some smoke seven days a week, day and night. Sure, obviously yeah. different severities of it. And I think there's some people would agree that if you were going to call it a potaholic, the same as an alcoholic, we would be. There's you know, yeah. And there's other people that you go, they, they smoke, you know, they, but they don't seem like they have a problem. But yeah, they smoke seven days a week, but they're okay. So compa- that's what I'm comparing it to. So when I say I smoke, that's, yeah, that's when I, I smoke four nights a week, I really do think it's four nights a week. I've, mm-hmm. I, it just means three nights. I've said this before, but I'm repeating it to you. It, it, I, by the way, I went a period where I was smoking seven nights a week, and I was then I just realized it wasn't enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And I want to say cold turkey. I was able to go okay, and that was like 
almost two years ago. Mm-hmm. Now I three nights a week, four nights a week, um, and I love it. So I don't – to me, to smoke four nights a week, uh, yes, it, it's for me, comparative to my friends, yes, that's uh, not a lot. I don't know. Maybe to other people, four nights a week, that's a lot. I don't know. What do you think? Like, not in middle America like every – I think when I say middle America, I don't mean that there's either here in L.A. amongst comedians or the heart of the most bland neighborhood in Irvine. I mean just middle America meaning living in uh, – do you think four nights a week is a lot for like – No, like I don't think so. I don't think four, four nights is a lot because well, – Oh, you're wrong, asshole. No. <laughs> no, I think, I, think, uh, I think people smoke a lot of weed. I really do. I Even really... that the own bike shops and work in stores and oh, especially. and people that are fix airplanes. I li- list every job. I don't want to offend doctors, anybody. strippers, presidents. people that are stripping mothers. and making money. Mother strippers. There's different. What's the, here's the way that you list all the reasonable jobs people have. I'm the dumb guy. I have no idea what. The, <laughs> okay. I just am so out of touch. No, I mean people with regular jobs out there. What does the world do? Not in the comedy world. You know, strippers, you know, doctors. Yes, I mean. What do the okay? We're in this world of comedy, but what about people out there? There's prostitutes, janitors. I mean, we live in like it's a comedic community. I get it, but you have to remember there's regular people. There's people out there. They steal. Uh, there's all types Teachers. of people. I mean, you got to remember there's just people like there's people out there that uh, sell their body or take bl- blood transfusions for money. There's Vice principals. All, there's everybody listens to the show. They're Dental not all, hygienists. There's not all comics. You have to remember there's people that are having sex against five their, star chefs. You know, gay for pay. There's people out there. We have people Meter in the maids. audience that I'm sure that do that. Cops, uh, you got to remember. Mechanics, okay, sheriffs. not everybody's a comic. What is the world doing? The people. Gardeners. The people that listen to your show. What do they do? You got to remember car salesman like i said there's strippers there's more strippers there's there's different jobs that people have there's jobs like okay blackjack dealers and of course the selling your body for money again accountants chiropractors that was a a good bit wish we had an end for it drug dealers oh you're going that's right america we're the bailouts you're listening to the talk last show Following Mark Marin, and we're bailing out, baby. We're bailing out, baby. Bye, Berber. Do you want to call people? Berber. It's funny that you would think what <laughs> calling people on the podcast. Calling someone? Yeah, let's call people. Who should we call? I think it's fun. Well, we have to have fun. I know what people want. That's the thing. I do. I always know what people want. Come on, Slipjumbi. My grandfather is this the same guy that sang Delilah? Yeah, you like it? Yeah, I really do. And I actually do. I actually do. I, this song is so good, you can't fuck it up. No, I'm not even joking. This song is so good. Well, I feel so broke up. I want to go home. It's such a good song. It's so good. Do you know it? See how the mainsail sets. Cough all the captain ashore and let me go home. (laughs) Let me go home. It's so good. I want to go. You know what? I like this guy now. This is great. He's having a good time. He's having a good time. And he carries it. I thought you were being sarcastic. No, this is great. He's enjoying himself. He did it. First made he got drunk. This is great. Can you pause it? Can I tell you the truth? 
I'm going to bear my soul now. Oh is that about this, the boat, the sloop? The sloop is a hey, little boat. Watch yeah. your mouth. Watch your mouth. Your mother told me your about you. Your mom's a sloop. Your mom's a sloop. You know what? Go fuck yourself, Jake. Your mom's a sloop, and you know it. Hey, you, I know my mom. Yeah. And oh, your well, mom's definitely a bigger sloop. Your mom's oh, a okay, sloop, yeah, and yeah. I've seen pictures of your mom. Oh, well, pictures. Okay, in pictures, obviously my mom's a bigger sloop. But if you know, if no, you actually know our fuck mom. that shit. Your mom's a sloop, and you fucking know it, and you have the nerve to tell me my mom's a sloop. Nah, my would mom look is at, a sloop. Any, you know, yeah, anybody would look at your mom would go would knows that she's a sloop. Oh, wow. Wait, how'd this start? I don't know. Sloop John B was playing. Sloop? Did how, no, we're not crazy. Did something? Oh, that's the name of this song, Sloop John. Oh, thank God. <laughs> My sanity that I'm defending that I'm only doing a dumb thing because that reminded me of it. Oh, if I, I didn't just do this out of nowhere. That word was said. <laughs> then I went off to a sloop dissertation. <laughs> that that explains my my normalcy. By the way, sloop, um, sloop, 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 sloop. Because I heard it a second ago. Sloopity, sloopity, sloopity. It's not all a joke. By the way, your mom still does your mom jokes. Well, you know what? You're right. Well, I talked to her about it. She won't listen. That's what you do in those she situations. If you get roasted and you just play the you say say things about me. Say oh, things. Todd Glass. He uh, he couldn't tie his shoes to save his life. And uh, it's embarrassing. Todd it Glass is. still wears shirts with pockets in them. I have horrible fashion, and you know what? My significant other yells at me about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so <laughs> shitty to do that. And now go. He goes up at the end, and you know, Don Rickles, you said I was a, you know, a, a bucket of fried beluga, <laughs> and you know, you're right, Don. <laughs> no, right. seriously, because if I. I've always thought about myself as being a big... He called someone a bucket... Huh, go back to Tennessee and have a bucket of beluga. That's fucking great shit. Are we going to do that? Yes, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. So I just want to thank you for being here. We're going to go in for the close, and that takes a little while. That takes a little while. Oh, so here's what I was going to bear my soul, and then we'll do that. Okay. So when I listen to this guy sing on the internet, I thought he's having a good time. Like, I wish I could sing bad like he can sing. But, and uh, that means he's not great, but guess what? He's having a good time. He's having a good time. And he's I wish, unabashedly doing it. He's and I wish it. I could sing like that because guess what? There is something calming about it. So I thought, well, I wouldn't really play it on the show if it really was bad because then that would be annoying to listen to. I wouldn't play anything unless I thought it was soothing even in an odd way that he's not a great singer. But yet I like to listen to this guy sing. There. I admitted it. All because you're here. I got more honest, even over the stupidest, silliest thing like that. It makes sense. I know what I'm talking about. You were like, you, instead of just going, ah, ha, ha, you went, I am enjoying it. Well, So was I. It was funny because I was doing it, but it was exactly like the bit from earlier. I was like, oh, I love this. But, I, but you were being serious But I was being genuine that time. I know. Yeah. I get it. I get it. That's how I started doing it. I thought you were going to redo the same bit. And then I realized when you started to get more analytical about it, I don't know. Oh, oh, no, what he's saying is making sense. But that's the thing. is like That's why I can sell the other thing, too, because it's like, oh, yeah, I love this. This is great. What do you think? You smack the kids around, right, when they don't listen? Come on. Let's get the fucking serious. You should be able to do whatever you want to kids. I want on the right side. <laughs> hey, can I, can I be honest? I want to be on the right side of history. Can we re-edit that in? I want, I want to do this for real, and I'm being, I swear to God, I really want what? to do this. Uh, what? What do you want to do? No, I'm being totally serious. Okay. I, I want to I redo the bit, bit about the way I feel about hitting kids because I think I might be wrong. Really? You want to change yes, it? Yes. Can we just have a quick conversation about it? I okay. just w – listen to what I'm saying. Okay. If somebody – I heard him – I heard, you know, heard someone say this. We've talked about it on the show. 20 years from now, I just don't want to look like a fucking idiot. So I want to lay down just – in case we're wrong, I want to sound smart. And I think this – you know, so let's just – Recut it in there. Is that cool? 
Yeah, that's, that's the conversation. Yeah, that's fine. I'm fine with that. And Aristotle, you'll just just on this show. There's some record of us not being idiots. Right, right. Because we are just so much the other way. Just in case, I just want someone to go. There's that one show where Todd and throw it out. No one will ever hear it. This show will exist. Here we go. Well, you know, I always talk about the. You know, I'm so passionate about not hitting. Right. But of course, there's times when I go, "What if I'm fucking wrong?" Sure. Yeah. Well, like what? Like. I mean, you know, I there's a lot of studying being done, and maybe, you know, letting go of spanking altogether just could be bad. Really bad? Yes. I mean, you got to, you know, I, I understand. I got to listen. I don't close it off when people say, I know there's a lot of people out there. Someone says any spanking at all is wrong. Right. I don't write that. I go, maybe there, maybe you have to hit a little. Yeah. Okay. You know, maybe you go too far, and you got to hit kids to teach them. Yeah. Right. It makes sense, doesn't it? Like to not hit at all sounds weird. Yeah, it, to me, when you just said it, I thought, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Right? Be like, realistic. You have. I. I mean, it sounds like you have to. What's honestly. your favorite type of potato chip? I know when to get an interview going. Lay's. Ah, there you go. What's your favorite type of uh, sweet snack? Uh, cookie. Cookie. What type of cookie? Come on, let's go. Big cookie. <laughs> Big cookie. Come on. I'm, this is the way I got to do it. I got to run a tight ship here. I got to find out a lot of things about you and I have a lot of time. I'm a good interviewer. That's right, everybody. Fuck you. This is the way. Todd Glass knows. What? Well, people are listening. I know what I'm doing. That's funny, though. Like... What's your, do you have a family? Do you have a sister? Do you have a sister? <laughs> yes, no, seriously. Come on. Yes, I have Come a on. Sister, let's get Allison. it out of the way. What's her name? Allison? What does she do? She's a teacher. I'll slow down if it's interesting. Okay, she's a teacher. Where does she teach? Uh, uh, Athens, Georgia. It doesn't matter. She's a teacher. Do you ever go watch her school? She teaches at a school. Okay, 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 okay. Did you ever go watch Watch or teach? Uh, no. You what? should. You should. <laughs> does that. Did you ever go sit in? I sat in. My brother teaches. I sat in the back of the room and watched him. Well, that's weird that your no, brother was no, a teacher. No, no, you should do it. Your sister would love if you did it. Oh, you go Yes, come on. I don't work. have time to really get into this, but <laughs> if your sister would love it, they, oh, they, you watch you them work. You can do that. You watch. You can you do, can that. do that. that. You should do it. You shouldn't be able she'll to go to a school if you're not a listen, teacher. Listen, she'll never Why listen. Why doesn't make sense. Please, listen. She'll never. Wait, you're telling me that I don't have time. Are you telling me that I can just go hang out? <laughs> and watch someone teach? Listen. Okay, let's stop the bit. Depends what seriously. Do, uh, seriously, yes. So what you do... Well, I went... Also, though... No, wait, Todd. I shouldn't I was, have stopped the bit. You are a good interviewer. No, I think it is good to stop. No, that's what I... Like, Todd, like, he's the most cutting-edge interviewer. And you're like, what's your favorite tasty sweet treat? Like, he's the most hard-hitting... He's the most... He's the most... He's the most... He's hard. the hard-hitting Todd Glass. He'll ask questions and he doesn't give a shit. What's your favorite type of candy? <laughs> Todd Glass... He'll be right in their face. You like flowers? <laughs> What's your favorite color, sir? Who yeah. doesn't give a shit what he asks? He asks the real questions. What's your mother like? I uh, she's she's nice. She's a nice lady. In your face. I right, listen. I have so much to do. Here's what I want to do. We don't have time to call people. Sorry. No. That's what happens when you do what we just did. <laughs> you heard it here on the Todd Glass show If you don't want to hit your kids You have to kill your dog Service dogs Service dogs That's going to be my new thing People are going to want to kill me Operator <laughs> Seriously Come on I can't I actually That's a little much for me now It reminds me of When I lost my virginity It's a long story <laughs> Ah! All right, shut that off. Long story. You fucked a cow. No, that is—it's really too much for me. 
It is too, it's too George Carlin. Okay. It's not. Uh, by the way, this comes from someone that told him play that until I fuck. I literally, literally told him on this to George Carlin. I go play the fuck out of that cowbell. I'm not shitting around. Like Family Guy, the fuck out of that cowbell. And then it cuts to me literally hitting his hand off the soundboard. Why don't you let me just turn that off right there? But you know what? Can I tell you? I give you an A plus for you. You committed. You committed. <laughs> <laughs> Take the left. Play Krusty the Clown. That's right. I'm aware. Play it. I heard it come out of my mouth. And then play this. <laughs> okay. Go back. You can play the other one. Make a remix. I'm fine with it. <laughs> Fuck, that was real. Son of a motherfucker. God damn it. You won't, get, no, no, you won't get me again, so don't even try. You won't. And I won't fake it. Even if you, think, if you play it, I won't fake it. Okay. I won't. I'm ready. I'm on. I'm ready. You might, you'd have. You'd, let me tell you something. If you're going to do it now, forget about it. I'm on high alert. I'm on high alert every second. Ha! Alert! 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 Will not fall for it. Will not have the the laughter. Will not just burst out of me because oh, no no no. Be ha, ha, hold back on the laughter. 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 I'm I'm can I'm I'm can I'm I'm controlling myself. I will not laugh like that because that laughter is like and that's not me. I'm in control of myself. Things make me laugh. I don't blurt out like a clown. Too aware of it. Okay. And, I'm, and, I, and you can wait it out, but I'm not going to do it. You, yeah. you, I know you're going to sit over there thinking, oh, right, he'll, he'll forget. He'll forget. Do it now. Get it out of your, get it out of your skin. Get it, whatever they say, get out of. Get, get it, it out of your skin. Get it out of your, uh, get it out of your. <laughs> out of your veins. Get out of yourself. Get out of here. Get it out of here. They hey, say, get it out. Who say get out of here? Hey, get out of, get out hey, of here. you get out of here. Hey, forget about Two it. Two dumb guys in a sketch group, but they really start getting into a fight. <laughs> no, I'm in the sketch too. Well, let's be a dumb guy, and they both forget that in the sketch they're saying that they're like, uh, 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 well, I don't know. This bit made sense, I thought. No, seriously, hold on. I'll replay. Okay. Okay. In the bit, one guy says, "Get out of here." Get out of here. The other, and the other one forgets. His line is to say, just "No, you get, out, you of get out, of out of here." Yeah, he forgets. So here's what happens. Oh, thanks for coming. To hey, the Bob, dinner. how you doing? Hey, get out of here. Oh, fuck you! I'm in the troop too, you know. No, nah. Why? I can't believe you. I'm not gonna get out of here. I got a fucking sketch to do. No, you gotta get out of. You, uh, you fucking get out of here, Todd. Get out of here. Uh, get you, no, fuck you. I'm in the group, too. Todd. I'm not going to get out in the middle of a show. Is there something funny there? If not, mm, I, I take know. full responsibility for throwing shit fault. at you. No, no it's not your fault. It's not your fault. If you think it's your fault, then I'll never be able to live with myself. I need you to let go of that responsibility. This must be a comfortable atmosphere for everybody. Uh, we're going to lose the house. Does that seem too obvious? <laughs> the worst. He has to match. We just what if it, what if it's like yeah we lost the house but they literally just couldn't find it? Yeah, your parents <laughs> lost your house. They lost their house. I don't know where we moved. Was what it in? Was oh it yeah, in every, Florida or everybody Texas? Else, everybody they else don't, has, they just don't know where they moved. They're talking to people at a tornado that <laughs> lost their house from tornadoes, but they don't know. They're just we lost our house too. We thought yeah. wait, I thought I had a summer home in Florida. I was like, <laughs> the other what? family's just really wealthy. Yeah, yeah. So they just have forget where their houses are. Oh we lost God. the house we of have, ours. No, we have seven houses. I always oh, forget it. Okay. You know what I always, um, Rodney, Rory, oh, we played that. Oh, these are my notes from the opening. Whoops. Almost made a real blunder in the radio business. <laughs> <laughs> the audience wouldn't be forgiving me for that. Wow. <laughs> this is a responsibility I have. <laughs> uh, this character is tired. <laughs> That's how I get out of my character.
characters. So let's do this Rickles thing. But this is something we have to let breathe. And then, okay. because that that to to celebrate to take it home today, the core uh, the show that Corey did. What was the name of the band? Do you remember? Dixie Giants, I think. Let me tell you something. Find out if if we're wrong, it doesn't matter because I I'll think say, that is it. I'll say it in the Giants. opening. So every yeah. time we say it, even if it's wrong, they'll know who we mean every time. Yeah, yeah. Because if I'm saying it wrong now. I'll fix it in the opening, but I don't want to prevent me from saying, giving them a, a good plug. If this podcast, and you hear it, and you can get them to whatever you're doing, it's amazing. I think they're supposed to come to L.A. sometime. They're like doing New something Year's? at New Year's Eve. That's right. They're doing a show at New Year's Eve at uh, Sassafras. At Sassafras. Right? Yeah. yeah, they're doing something there New Year's Eve. And let me tell you something. Go. Because I your think night I will be go. special. Your night will be fucking special. You will walk into something that is too good to be true. and Or if they... if I'm sure those guys... Are available seriously for private situations. Sure. Let me tell you something. I will have them at my house. There's no way to have that shoot into your yard, and there's no plugged, nothing plugged in. The the cleanness of it, that that much energy can come into your yard, and there's nothing to plug in. It's clean. It's easy. It's simple. And this, yeah, find out what it is and budget it in because yeah. it's worth it. They will come in. It's not that they just play the instruments. They're tight. They fucking know what they're doing. They. Like we said, they all went down on the floor. Of course, the audience went down on the yeah. floor. They've done this before, motherfucker. The only way that could be said. So uh, so I wanted to end the show with that. And JJ being here can sort of come around us, give us a little bit of the live trumpet, and just enjoy the song. But, but I think this is a great way, the calm before the storm. So I heard a Don Rickles clip. And is everybody good? And you have, Did we talk about your show? I'm good. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we're all good. Talk about it more. Because you know what? There's someone right now on the fence. And I'm t- listen. I'm telling you, it's he- fun. It's me, my buddy Eric Dodorian. We have a great. How's great Eric energy. Dodorian doing? He's a good. He's good. He's doing very well. He's good. He's a funny guy. Uh, Eric Dodorian. We run. Uh, we run a show. Whatever. Five bucks. Whoa, hey, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I no. I thought I'd give you the time to say it, and then it's you, you, uh, whatever. You throw it out like that. No, don't. Pl- I'm sorry. No, it's Handle- whatever. It's just whatever. Todd. It's just whatever to me, man. Too is that who you are? It's just whatever, man. Todd, you know I'm not that guy. No, but right, I. We'll edit this Todd, out. It's we'll, what, I'll edit Todd, this out. It's just whatever, man. Well, it's upsetting me. So it's not whatever. It's like there's a sense of that I give this- you a chance to plug your show, and then you go, it's just whatever, dude. Well, if you were on the Tonight Show with David Letterman and he started plugging something for you, would you just go, oh, whatever, dude? Todd, it's Friday. What's the name of the show? Just it's say it. Fi- I'm going to rise to the occasion. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to be the bigger man. And maybe even I'm not being the bigger man. Maybe we're going to discuss this later. Maybe we'll go in front of a counselor and decide because I'm sure I hear it from my perspective. I've been told in my family a lot I don't listen. So maybe I'm just looking at it from a whack perspective too. Maybe we can just agree that something happened. We rattled each other. We don't know why, but I'd rather figure it out with a third party sure. so we can be a friend. Sure. So in the meantime, forget about everything. And what was the name of your show again? Whatever. Todd. You know what? You're, uh, you're not trying. Todd. No, you're not trying. Todd, it's whatever. No, it's not. You're getting me more upset when you say it like that. Todd. Just say the show. Okay, again. I'm whatever. Gonna put... I'm going to, again, Todd, please, please go inward for my strength. Please do not judge him. Please, he does not understand. You have to say that you will meet again, and you will talk this through. And, and but it's not going to work. He just thinks he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. He just he doesn't get. He's being aloof. So just ask him the name of the show again, and let him have his plug. You'll be the bigger man. Let him plug his show, Todd. Go inward, please. Take those words. Please take those words. 
and let me apply them to my real life as hard as it may be. So the show is whatever. Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you, you pile of shit! Tide. No, you come on my show, you show me disrespect. Tide. It's whatever. Oh, my God. You, 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 seriously, you're going to make me have a heart attack. Todd, wait, no. no. Todd, Todd. What? No, the show. Todd, don't you understand? The no, show's name. Todd, the show's name is the word whatever. Oh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Strip. Ah, ah, <laughs> motherfucker, fuck everybody. You son of a fucking bitch. I did it. I did it first, but yet I guess I did it. Ah, fuck. No, no, not fuck. People in San Antonio, they told me. People do say it. Just understand one thing. Whenever I say I hate that laugh, you know what? No, I don't. I also love it. The fact that that's what happens when just something makes me laugh oh, hard, my, that a cackle la- yeah. comes out of my mouth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, at moments of the stupid built-in insecurity, at moments I hear it. But guess what? No, overall, because some people, they, they do say that, and I know they're being genuine. They're like, no, don't hate your laugh, and you're right. Because you know what? Here I go. Don't make me go off on a tangent. I mean, when these guys want to hear a lecture from me, but I also, even when I didn't... <laughs> You know what? You don't have to play that music, but it's very nice. I guess you feel like what I'm saying, it deserves it. But I just feel like it's just me talking to Alan Strickland Williams. But when I, by the way, I'm being honest in what I'm saying, but ironic the way I'm playing it with the music. But when people laugh in the audience, if I don't think they're trying to get attention, which is very rare, once in a while that happens, you get someone they've figured out their laugh. Could you imagine? Yeah. But I'm talking about when someone genuinely, you can tell they're enjoying it and they have a weird laugh and never make fun of it. Because you're waiting, when someone's laughing, they're at their most naked they could be. Sure. You're on stage, you go, "Ah, what about that laugh? Oh, yeah, punch them while they're naked, you dumb comic. Exactly. Punch it. Now, again, we're excluding that if someone's trying to do it, get attention. But when you just think someone is just, if even if you had to guess, you'd be like, no, they were really having a good time, but you needed that laugh that bad. Hey, she laughs like a duck. <laughs> do you ever comment on it at all? I do. I do, because sometimes it is, and sometimes it is, and I'm being just sincere. You're saying the other side of it that, that I, I know exists. I'm saying that it's like, sometimes it's like, oh, that's distracting. That's like literally throwing me off. Like you doing that is throwing me off. But then it is like, but I get it because I, I've not, I've, I've learned to restrain myself. I don't point it out really because it is like. But but I. You did. are right. No, you're right. There, that's a nice thing to do to laugh, to laugh in a very goofy way. But but we did, we did um, exclude because it's all you know what you can't ever say anything without having a preface. I know why preface because if you don't. A little bit of misinformation can really make someone not know that you know the other well, side of it. it seems it, like you don't, you didn't think about it. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying oh, yeah. that. I'm saying in general, that's the way. Like, if you don't preface something with the right thing. It looks like you didn't. It yeah. looks like you didn't consider the other side. It's like, no, no, no. I thought about that. This is just where I am. And we're talking about. Um, is the other side saying, like, oh, that laugh is awesome. Oh. So what I'm saying about the uh, thought about it, the, the, uh, the person that laughs, isn't yeah, that what yeah. we're talking about? We're talking yeah. about like, like someone having kind of a weird laugh at a comedy show, I think, right? Yeah, the reason I don't uh, make fun of them is, oh, yeah, well, I don't know. Because, well, oh, well, I, I don't because, no, I think that, oh, that's what I knew where I was going. So I was saying, I don't mind saying that if there's, you, you have to acknowledge because there's been a comedian, maybe a comedian that listens to the show that had someone one night that was specifically, 
You're making an educated guess because why would you want to call someone out on this unless it was pre- you're pretty fucking sure of it? They're laughing and they figured out it gets a laugh and now you want them to stop it. Right, right. So now you could look a little mean saying, you just stop having a good – that happens. I'm not judging that comic that has to say. But I'm saying in the event that they're really just having a good time and they're not disrupting the show. It, it almost goes – ten minutes will pass by and then something you say, they'll just fucking strike them the right way and they do it again. That person, no. Them, I don't want to go, hey, what are you, a hyena? Right, right. <laughs> hey, Hey, can't take your pants down. Even Feel like, the most vulnerable. And then I'm going to kick you in your nuts because you were enjoying what I was doing so much that it made you cackle. <laughs> Let me come in there and fucking put my fangs out and bite into you and suck the soul out of you because something I said made you have a real good time. But you what know, about... And then I'm going to make... But isn't it all in like the tone of how <laughs> you do it? Like, isn't it all like the tone of how you yes. do it? Like, because making fun of someone like that is is awful. I, I would never do that. But also the thing is that it's like if you're thinking the laugh sounds weird, probably everyone else in the club or the show thinks that that person sounds weird. And sometimes you just got to like I thought about things it. that are kind of weird. I thought about it. Okay. By the way, this is not me being a saint. There's a video online me calling a girl a whore. So. But you know what? I wish I wouldn't have said that. I seriously, I was I handled that perfectly. I own everything I did on that video, and I know it sounds weird, but you got to remember how many levels of how many words could have come out of my mouth. Wait, what that, happened? What happened? Just just a, a video in. Uh, uh, oh, where was it at? I'm forgetting now. In uh, the heckler video. Yeah, the heckler video. Yeah, heckler in sure Davis, Davis, California. Heckler in Davis. Somebody before a show, something happened. I shushed someone. They gave me the finger, and I remember thinking. Oh, they gave me the finger thinking I was a manager of the club. They didn't know I was a comic. Oh, really? I thought, wow. And I'm not bullshitting. It made me think, wow, you just gave someone the finger that can't give it back. Wow. That's a bully. Because that's just mean to div it. And you know that the waiter or somebody can't give it back to you. By the way, I wouldn't give someone the finger back even if I could. But there's a big difference that you just did well, that. I would. I, I you, definitely would. You just gave the finger. You would do what? I would definitely give. I, I, give, I give the finger when I drive. Yeah, but I'm saying. It's so childish and stupid. You, yeah, right. So you try to. You try to but, but especially, I would never give someone uh, the finger uh, that. I wouldn't give it anyway, but I'm saying it's just a never. Le- I think it is I wouldn't level do it in of, that situation, yeah. though. I see of the course bully you situation to like. Would just, you ever give your waitress no. the finger? No, never. Can you? Th- th- that's the way you look at it. Before you get too complicated with it, and you just another driver. You would yes, never. But let me never, ask you a question. Never, someone on my same level, yes, but not someone. I feel like there's something just comedically old school about giving somebody the finger. Well, well it is so ridiculous. But we're <laughs> yeah, it is exactly. You're right. That's it's the bigger so issue. Weird. But let's take it outside of in cars because some reasonable people at, at a certain. I point, lose my mind in a yeah, car. People I have done. Lose, things, I have no idea right. what I'm doing. In but a not car. anymore, by the way. I will say at one point you have to take ownership. I am proud to say yes. I would never. You will never. Give someone the finger in the car ever, but when I was younger, oh man, I yeah, would, it's, it's I an, I, I'll, yeah. I'll get there. But but I, when I yeah, I used to also hit my dog a little too hard on the ass. I gotta say it. Anyway, I'm gonna start admitting that because it's uh, if you don't want to, if you don't, no hit. one dog. I I said didn't I talk about it on the podcast? I have to admit, Pat and I felt bad, even though. But that just from that, I get how hard it is to admit it with you your sh- kids man. because you have to admit any level. With me, it's hard with a dog. Yeah, I hit her too hard on her ass. You shouldn't, I would like fucking. And you shouldn't then, hit your dog. You should take your dog to the street where a child has been killed, <laughs> <laughs> and teach it not to go in the street. <laughs> so instead of running it over, just spank your dog. Oh. Listen, 
I, I think we have to hold on. Listen, let this play. What, I'm going to be. I want everyone to be honest here. This would be a great moment on the show of truth that you can feel comfortable enough on the air to not just say yes. How many people say we play the Rickles clip? How many people say we just save it for next week? I'm not going to tell you what I write, but I will write it down. Does anyone have a pen? Does anyone I have, don't a, have pen? a pen? I don't work here. I don't have a pen. <laughs> I'm going to just... What, what is the vote? What are we going to do? What time is it? 10.16. And I used to have here's a pen, what, here's what we but did. then I let you borrow it. You, d- you did. We pen. play Rickles next week. Now we got something to look forward to. Look at us. Look at us hanging out every week together. Hey, I got it. Wait, can we... After the show's over, can you just play the Rickles clip for me? Yes. Then I'm in. We're, you know what? <laughs> then I'll do whatever. And I'll give you 3000 bucks Wait, for it. Then I'd... <laughs> <laughs> you son of a fuck. Oh, Jesus Christ. Talk about bringing it home. Well, guess what, then? I'm going to be honest. I want to play the Rickles Club. <laughs> well, since you want to play it off the air, why not do it on the air? It's going to take the same amount of time. And I do that, and then we're going to go out of here... JJ, you're all right to play this clip, and then we'll take it home. So let's uh, let's fade in that Rickles clip. I think it's worth breathing. I really do. Oh yes, a little ton Rickles, everybody. Wait, that's not it. It's not. It's all right. Don't worry about it. There's a, the problem with the board. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I back. Think it was, uh, oh. Hey, good to be back. <laughs> My next guest. Is a quite a fucking rock star. I think it was uh, writer Pat McCormick who did this line once. A lot of a lot of guys have, have appropriated the line in reference to Don Rickles. He said he called Don Rickles once, but Rickles was busy. He was out walking his rat. <laughs> I don't know where it came from, but uh, would you welcome Mr. Warmth, Don Rickles? Buddy Hackett is on the panel, but Burt Reynolds is sitting right next to him. Pause it for one second. Burt Reynolds is sitting right next to Don uh, Don Rickles once he sits on the couch. And let me tell you something. It says something about him. Whatever happened later in life or, you know, he, he uh, must have a good sense of humor because he cackles when Rickles makes fun of him. Like yeah. he, the way I feel. Like you're going to know no one's. What's that music? To me, he's really enjoying What's it. What's that music he comes out? It's like the, the, the Matador. The Matador, yeah. It, oh, my God. It, that He's a, the only comedian that has like a. The theme, a soundtrack I know. theme, like oh, it's so great. Let me tell you something. The progression of watching him turn into sort of comedy royalty was amazing. Like the orchestra got big, and then his bow got bigger. Yeah. Like in the beginning, he walks right to. The, he doesn't stop and turn. <laughs> yeah. and, and address the crowd and bend over. He just walks out to the panel uh-huh. with the music playing. Bum, 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 is this bum, one bum, of bum, the bum. first ones? Uh, yeah, this is no. When he one. when he starts like throwing yeah. his hands, up, <laughs> you look like a little kid that's scared. No. You're like, is this the first one? No, I meant like the first ones that he ever was on the show. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you meant, um, like, yeah. What did I? Think Am I supposed meant? to be doing the first one? Right, oh. right, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> God damn it! I can't believe you followed that. And that's not the way you're doing it. Yes, this is. Uh, this is probably yes. This is like, I would say. Well, they explain it. That uh, he's been, uh, it was his 11th year anniversary. Of being on okay. the show? Yeah, he's be, of being been on. on the Tonight Show? Yeah, the Tonight Show's on for 11 years. Oh, oh this is the, the 11th year of the Tonight Show. Yeah, so Rickles in it mentions that it, like he's working at the. Uh, so this is like 74? 
I don't know. Something like that? It looked, it, I mean, it always looks old. Hey, 10 years ago, you start looking <laughs> at it, it's crazy. 10 years ago, you look at footage, you're like, whoa, what year is it? 10 years, usually. You what know? Would that be 2004? Yeah. Yeah. It that was still like, big. Yeah. That was still like big screen TVs. And especially 15 years ago. Then it looks, you know, the old sets. But, you know, so technology. Carson was 18 in the 90s. Right? Looks like it's from the 70s now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This is BC? What, who are you? Uh, what are you? I mean, the, it, yeah, it's NBC. NBC. <laughs> NBC. NBC. NBC, baby. Hey, how you doing? I'm Bobby the water drinker. Hey, I have to keep myself uh, refreshed, you know? Mm hmm. Hi, Drayden. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> you get out of here. Okay, listen. So, Rickles, let's play it, let it breathe, and then we're going to end with some uh, great in tribute to the band. Uh, I gave them high praise. And you know what? They deserved it. Yeah. Every stinking one of you guys. And the band was, was wonderful. Green Day. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of the band again? The band was Led. No stone. Say the real one. <laughs> Dixie Giants. Dixie I think Giants. it was the Dixie Giants. Do you know? Do you know why I don't mind saying it over and over again? Because I'm going to find out if I'm right, and if I'm wrong, I'll make it up in the beginning sure. of the show. Yeah. And guess what that means? It means a song. I'm almost. If you hear, I'm if I'm wrong, positive you, it's the Dixie Giants. Almost positive. Well, Not a hundred percent. All right. Well, we'll know in the beginning. We're going to know. Then they'll hear it on on the on the hear it. You on know the what? Line. Three thousand bucks. I'm right. Even if I'm wrong, you get the money. <laughs> uh, thank you. Two dumb guys. <laughs> anyway, we should start a reality company called Two Dumb Guys with Kids That Need Food. <laughs> I think people what? would do it. They'd admire it. It's a reality company, two, gu- two, two Dumb Guys with Kids That Need Food. Like, well, they're dumb. At least they admit it. Like, and I guess they need, need help and husband dumb, and wife, so maybe they a, need more help than the regular people. Yeah, maybe you have a husband and wife. It goes, we're a husband and wife, a dumb reality team, but we have kids. So please help us help you. And we don't overspend. Her. We have compromising cars, but we're dumb. Please use our reality. Hey, would you like your yard cleaned up by two idiots to give half their money to charity? I think I think it's a good house. <laughs> Get up. Over there. Should we play Rickles? Yeah, play Rickles. I feel like <laughs> This is a treat. We should treat it like this. Yeah. We're gonna listen to it like there's a like a a, a chandelier. Oh, ole. Ole. John, uh, you know these kind of nights, uh, as Bert has said, uh, and Buddy has said, and uh, Ed talked to you briefly, with accolades of uh, you know like eleven years, and it makes. Oh, my on my starting on the Tonight Show with you. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like everybody's back there saying, "Gee, you got to do good and you got to wish Johnny luck or you know what have you, you know, which we all do, you know." But I, uh, observing in the back, say from the bottom of my heart, Johnny, you're a very wealthy man. <laughs> Remember what happened last time you said I that? I know that, but yes. uh, I don't mean it in that sense. Uh, the good Lord has blessed you and your family and your lovely wife, and your thank you so much, Bert. <laughs> Bird is lonely. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's a very difficult thing when uh, Bert Reynolds, who's a very glib guy, a Buddy Hackett, one of our great comedy minds, and Ed McMahon, who's at the end of the couch, annoying, <laughs> annoying Buddy now saying, can't you use me in Vegas? <laughs> uh, Ed 
Big man is at the end of the couch being I mean, annoying. Head knows and I know, Johnny. You don't have a friend. <laughs> you have you... me, John, because I still feel you're hot in the business. My career has come a long way. I am uh, 47 years of age. You're 48, I believe. No, no, I'm 47. You're 47. We're the same well, age. We're the same age. Wonderful. So when the good Lord, when we were both born and we came from our mother's, God looked down and said, make him rich and make him struggle. <laughs> and uh, it turned out that way. I'll be off in a minute, Bert, and then you can show this outfit. <laughs> but, uh, I like Bert. You know, the first one, when you were away. Don't you like me? Pause it, pause yeah. it, pause it. Jesus Christ, I'm so glad we watched this. That's what Bert's doing on the show is just showing off his outfit. He just turns him. Of course he has an outrageous outfit. He goes, Bert, when we're done, you can show off your outfit. In one of the last Carsons, it was Clint Eastwood and Dave Letterman. It's like the last few months. And Clint Eastwood uh, was wearing like a polo shirt and a blazer. And at one point, Letterman, who was the second guest, just turns to Clint and he goes, Geez, Clint, would it kill you to wear a tie? <laughs> it's just like, why are you attacking Clint? <laughs> yeah. so but that's what's so great about yeah. it. Would it kill you to wear a tie? Like John Rickles, David Letterman oh, attacking God. Clint Eastwood, Burt Reynolds. This is so oh, funny. Man. Show off his outfit. I mean, this is, you know... You I know, love this type of comedy. It, well, it's so, it's so... It's still great, and it because it's... I mean, that's why he's Don Rickles. You How know? did we it's, not find these before? I don't know. You know, sometimes you get new ones and you're like, I never heard these. These are like four or five of his shows. So like, we're There's just going to play on one. There's 11 Let's of them on here. But we don't have to play all 11. Excuse me. I just vomited. Well, I do. I'm a professional. <laughs> no, no, you have to keep your good quality of your voice. Hey, Nick. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot no I no no seriously sometimes I, I say you know what when I look out and just see cars and not someone yawning like a lion that's about to have his mouth dislocated because his jaw broke from his yawn that just ate literally a wildebeest yeah just ate a wildebeest and then has dislocated his jaw with that mouth couldn't have been any his hair was touching the ceiling and his jaw was touching the floor and his mouth was like stretched out like a fucking baboon and by the way, baboons are happy. You know why? And I'm being very serious. In a silly way, I'm being serious. They go like this. Everybody wants to do that. I don't not do that because I don't not do that because it doesn't feel good. It's just as a civil human being. What? No, it, it's I know what I'm saying. It's like that's fun. You do that when you're little because it it's fun. fun. And it then is. you get older, your mom yeah, goes, but... she goes, no, don't do that. But you never stop doing it because you don't want to. You just, you would say, look, hold on, really do it. I know it's going to seem silly, but all I'm asking is one thing. Really sit there and do it. You know, make the face you want. No, have, it, have fun with your lips, seriously, because that's the feeling. And when you really get a good one, you'll know. Watch. Okay, that didn't feel good a little? Yeah, that didn't feel good? Seriously, this is how we all get put in a mental institution. Seriously, what if we got put in a mental institution and then they showed this footage to, to the judge? <laughs> They're sick. This is their... That, Your Honor, my client has a podcast. Yeah, well, th listen, Your Honor, I play the podcast for this jury to decide that these people should be put away, and this is what they play. This is not a podcast. Well, that was good. And JJ, take it home. Listen, play Ripples. Play more Ripples.
Sorry, we got a little carried away. <laughs> Couldn't do that on a show. Honestly? Yes. No. I see. <laughs> no, I adore you. I know that. You gave me an opportunity. You even had me. He had a little party the other night, I must say. In fairness to Buddy and Ed and Bert, he had a party uh, for your anniversary. Well, it wasn't really. Wife. It was just happened to fall on the same day. No, you were married a year to Joanna. That's right. Correct. Your lovely wife was not here tonight, unfortunately. She's in New York with her organ and monkey. <laughs> Oh, don't go. Oh, 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 he's the first one that laughs. You should see his wife. She said to me tonight on the phone, when, when is Johnny coming home? Uh, no, that's a joke. Of course it is. His mother's in Nebraska going... <laughs> Again, we struck out, Pop. But, uh... Johnny a, Carson, she's a lovely like, lady. Yes, and, she uh, is. Uh, Johnny uh, had a little party, Bert, and uh, Buddy at, at Chasen's. Uh, I can't say that. Buddy was was invited and he couldn't I be there invited. and Bert wasn't in town. I couldn't I wasn't make invited. it. Buddy you were, you weren't invited? No, you were at the Dinosaur cooking show. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh... <laughs> now, he, he goes out with Dinosaur. Well, I know lovely that. Magazine. I know you know that. This is an test. I read. Why are you talking to me like I don't know? Because you annoy me. That's <laughs> But, Bert, you, were you invited truthfully, Bert? Were no, you, he wasn't in uh, town. He was not invited. Now, don't make a big thing. You said to me, why invite a cowboy dumbbell to learn my <laughs> Said this guy with the two-fisted karate baloney at the... <laughs> we don't need that. We're all lovers. And you dance... Wait, pause, Johnny, pause. This is... So the whole comedy, why it's beautiful, he insinuates that off record, he, he, I, you called me and you said, why would I invite a yeah. dumbbell cowboy? <laughs> That's the show. Why would I invite a dumbbell? I remember you said it clearly. Why would I invite a dumbbell cowboy? And that's who uh, Burt Reynolds is. Okay, maybe I overthought about it. I love the things that he says to let him go deeper in the joke. Like when he thinks the audience is getting offended, he'll say, no, Johnny's the first one. No, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Johnny's the first one to admit. Yeah. Sure, I'm not being rude. And then the audience, maybe, I bet subconsciously it works. No, Johnny knows. He's the first one to call me in the morning and say, I'm sad. Anyway, he sits at home with a mm-hmm, going on, hmm, and a ring. Okay, play it. Inside, for God's sakes, as Jack Benny would say. And Jack was at the party. Yes, he All was. All the biggies. Freddie DeCorvita. How do you say Cordova? Huh? You kept mispronouncing it all night at the party. DeCordova. Wonderful. Look at how the crowd got excited. Two guys in that room dropped their pants and fired a rocket. Which is which, which that? Johnny calls him. He goes, which two guys? Sitting next to the black man. Because yeah, he always says the black guy. Don't pause it. Don't, don't. So he always says the black guy. So at this point, they started to call him. Where's, there's no black guy. So whenever he says there's two guys, Johnny's like, you hear him in the background. Oh, which two guys? I don't see him. No, which, where are they? Where are they? And they're just fucking with, like, it's great to see, like, yeah, they were comfortable and just sort of affectionately fucking with each yeah. other. Just like we would do maybe on a podcast, yeah, but yeah. that's how comfortable oh, they were on. And TV was a big deal then to really, to see this type of thing is, uh, that's why TV I think, to be honest. Back then. I, what? That's why TV was better back then. Well, you know what? That's what I was just going to say. Like, so, because they were doing, they were doing what you sort of get to do now on a podcast, letting it breathe. Now we get to take it to another level, but yeah, back then. It, so I'm not saying, oh, back then, like uh, that type. Back then, that's the type I never like to be. But there is some legitimacy to television when they had a little more time to let it breathe, and it got a little tighter. But this, you're right; these were fun interviews because yeah. they, you just couldn't do that on an hour show, and it wasn't. It was an hour and a half. Yeah. So they, but the it was reap, an hour and a half. You reap the benefits of yeah, it. Had the Tonight Show used to be an hour and a yeah. half. 
So we're getting to do on a podcast what they got to do on television back a long time ago. That was, but the difference also now is and so, hey, no t- pictures. What? What do you mean? No, I just mean. Oh, right. on the podcast. Yeah. yeah, no one has to worry about hey, what you, don't you look have to like. Look at it. Hey, by the way, that is an advantage of of a podcast because you know what. I could. I can't stop looking at the monitor whenever I'm on television. It's horrible. Oh, really? I just stare, looking at the monitor, and I make jokes. I go, "How many jokes can I make about looking at the monitor <laughs> so I don't have to look away from it?" I always, I come out, even if it's like a morning radio, uh, television show, like in Arizona. Uh. I come out. I go, "Wow." I go, is that what I look like in the monitor? I go, every time I do television, <laughs> you would think I never looked in the monitor, but I do. I look in the monitor. That's the same thing I do. I would and then like that too. they go, you look fine. I go, no. Mm. I move, move back. This every fucking time. <laughs> you do that on morning radio shows? Every, no, morning TV shows. Morning TV yeah. shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. I made a mistake. <laughs> Jesus, what are you going to no, throw, yeah. throw me on the cross? The comedy cross? Just the throw. big C? <sighs> so let's, oh, let's finish listening to it. God damn it, why do I get so distracted? <laughs> press, yeah. So you don't have to press you. This is your show, and it's 11 years, and we all came here. We're Fine. missing a football game. <laughs> Probably the Detroit Lions are on the 50-yard line. And uh, what's that quarterback's name, the kid on the Lions? Alvin. No, no, no. You don't know football. The Rams are doing great. What's that quarterback? You played football. Landry, right. Yeah. Landry going, hot, red on blue, hot, set, hot, hot. And the wife's saying, are we going to fool around? Shh, they're on the 50-yard line. Hot. This is a big night for me, and I gave it all up to... Just to be here. ...be here on your 11th anniversary, and Dean was great. He happened to be standing on the corner, and somebody said, Psst, you got a minute? <laughs> and uh, he just wandered in here, and it's an exciting night. But, Johnny, really, I say it's uh, our Jewish New Year, and as Buddy can say, as, uh, as a fellow uh, uh, Jewish Why? man, not that, not that that makes us better than anybody else, I mean, even Why, though you did that. take Christmas from us. Ah... <laughs> uh, we, uh, and now I can see good Catholics and people all over the world writing in saying, why did he say that? Facts. <laughs> but, uh, but what I say is this, that, uh, we, uh, this is our new year. I'll be off in a minute. <laughs> then you can show everybody your dad's home in Florida. His dad's a sheriff in Florida standing on the highway going, can you get me a lift? <laughs> anyway, uh, so... What year is this? I know it's 5,000 and something. What well, who cares? What are you, in the Florida? <laughs> no, but I just wondered what officially it is. Well, it's a dead buffalo on a monkey's ear. 57... 15... 7... 57.34. Wonderful. Get your winning ticket and go home early. <laughs> I mean, he says that that's before our generation. I mean, that is our year, really. We take a ram's horn and we go... <laughs> Vikings come in and burn the synagogue. <laughs> but, uh... Look at that. The black man went, I didn't know that. <laughs> but what black man is that? Where That's is over I, there. The I, black oh, man I, over there. I, I if didn't. it isn't a black man, teeth are coming towards I, I see. I didn't. <laughs> couldn't see him sitting over there. But you say there's one sitting there. There's, there's one sitting That's there. That's right. Hey. <laughs> for the money we're getting and for the lineup you have, you ought to start kissing our fig newtons. You know that. But I'd like to say on behalf of all one people... One thing I don't need, it's another wet newton. <laughs> What were you doing 11 years ago? 11 years ago, I was in the lounge in the Sahara Hotel, and I owe that to a guy called Stan Irwin, and my manager, Joe Scandori, and I was in the lounge, and we used to do a show at 5 o'clock in the morning. And that's the first time I met you, and you sat at the far bar. Now, truth? Now, they think I'm kidding. We had met before in New York, before you got to Sahara. That's right, when you had the daytime show, hit the clock, win a cookie. No, no. (laughs) Hit the dime, hit the buzzer. What was that dumb show you you had? Well, it was called, Do You Trust Your Wife? (laughs) You heard the crowd? Yes, well. 
Everybody watched. Kept me going for four years. It sure did. And meanwhile, I was up in Connecticut at the Red Lobster watching a lobster come off the table. Don't do that. I'm Jewish. Anyway, anyway. Anyway, folks, segueing. Uh, 11 years ago, I was in the lounge, and I'll never forget when I met you. And you sat at the back lounge, and I got so nervous, as I am tonight. For the first time it's so in the real. history of The Tonight Show, I say with honesty, I am nervous. Nervous, not in the sense of worrying about my security as a performer, but because it's a, like an anniversary, a special night. I'm being very sincere about this. And I must say to you, Johnny, on behalf of my family and myself and all your fans, and this sounds like a, uh, you know, like we said in the no. Army, yes, I know. making the nose go purple. Uh, the guy went, don't go purple. But uh, what I'm saying to you is, I thank you, I thank you for making my family and yours truly get a little bit up the ladder, and I appreciate well, it. Well, you didn't have to say that. I want to tell you, one night he's working in the lounge in the Sahara, and of course he's hilarious. And everybody that was anybody in town that meant anything come to watch him. People, guys would cut their show so they can get out in time to watch him. I mean, he was the biggest draw, and customers couldn't get in. They, everybody wanted to see Rickles. And one night he gets a guy at the bar, and he's saying to him, Come here, Nazi! Bite the stick! Kiss the ring, Nazi! Come here, Nazi! Hey, Nazi! Nazi! I'll show you this, Nazi! Stand up! And the guy stands up, Rickles on the stage, the stage is seven feet tall. The guy stands up, and after he stands up, he's not on the stage, he's eye to eye with him. <laughs> and Rickles says to him, Hey, you want to spit on a Jew? <laughs> and we're applauding. Why are we applauding after we listen to Rickles? Because we uh, took a break and we didn't know how to come back in. Because he's one of the best. Because we, after we listen, we took a break. We go, then what do we do to come back in? We just listen to Rickles, and here's what we decided. You're, like, you're going to hear Don Rickles go, That's good, you're a hockey puck. And that's what we were hoping happens. Well, listen. It ended with Hackett, though, right? It, did, it ended with uh, Hackett telling a story. I love Hackett. That voice is just great. Nah. Hey, is he here? He's so, here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Buddy Hackett. Oh, are you really here? Yep. Are you really Buddy Hackett? That's me. Mm, <laughs> still you what, are Buddy Hackett. It's still what Alan does. <laughs> Alan does. That's me. Wait, what? Why? <laughs> hey, what? hello? Hello. Operator. Hello. phone me. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> what song did I want to play? Uh, the New Orleans. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. So. That's how we're going to go out. We had such a good time. I think the that. name of it is uh, Track 7. Why don't you try to... Get, let's, 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 uh, let's bring it in with more class than that. So anyway... <laughs> I don't know how we would do it. But it wasn't really making it just through. Maybe we should just... Wow. Just put the music. I on. don't feel good. I listen. I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> I think I'm going to be sick. It's a lot. No, 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 no. It reminds me of when I used to bang a, a tin can against the wall. No, no. It reminds me of when I. I don't know why. I don't understand, Doctor. Why does this remind me of the time I hit a tin can against the wall for an hour? God. No, that makes me. It makes me fall asleep. That used to be uh, tick tock, tick tock, 
So you don't want me to do it again? I never would listen to what I said. No, don't. Let's let's uh, let's come in. So so in, in a okay. That we're gonna. What's the name? I keep forgetting. Dixie Giants. Dixie Giants. Or Nirvana. I can't remember. <laughs> so uh, let's let's bring in that music. And what we'll do is we'll bring in some of that music through the house, and then we're gonna just. You know, just go to a place and enjoy it. So that's where you're going to be when you're listening to it at home. Maybe you turn your lights la- out. You have a candle lit. Get your room funky. Uh, or pause it if you need some time. Wear and, a and funny you, hat. Whatever. Wear a funny hat. Sure. You always add nice things to the, the, the... Already you got the music or the lights and the candle. And then you think, what else could you do to make it better? Maybe a, a funny, funny hat. hat or a cookie. A funny hat or eat a cookie. Oh, eat cookies while you listen eat to Eat cookies it. while you do it. Can I tell you something? I know you're tempted right now to go... Oh, I want to just listen to it now, and I don't have cookies. Pause it. I swear to you, it's yeah, going to be worth it. Pause it, get a cookie. A cookie? No, no, no. This isn't a cookie. This is a box of cookies. This is polish off a whole box of cookies. Oh. Yeah, I'm I'm, not, I'm saying eat them until there's... Here's what usually you're going to do when you think you're going to do that. Unless you're, dis, unless you're like trying to prove a point, yeah, I could eat two boxes. But just at enjoyment, I could eat two rows and then three or four, really? in, three or four in the next row. No right. shit, really? And then I'm proud of myself that I'd say, okay, that's enough. You're not I don't stuffed. Eat, I don't eat a lot of cookies. I like a, I like one cookie. Like what? What type of cookie? You could eat one Oreo? No, you're talking about a big bakery cookie. I could eat one. <laughs> I could eat one Oreo. What? Yeah. And enjoy it. Love it. How about one Lay's? Oh, how, I love it. How many bites do you take? Please tell me most two. Are you a one Pringle guy? Or, <laughs> one Pringle guy? I don't really... Um, Pringles? Yeah. Pringles? By the way, I'll we, eat some Pringles. I... We Anything bought you crunchy. dinner. We bought you dinner for after the show. Oh, what is it? Yeah, it's a piece of pineapple. Okay, I got it's it. Over there. <laughs> okay, I'll have a bite. You seem so easy to please. Um, no, but would you really eat one Oreo cookie and enjoy yeah. it? Yeah. Come on here. I, I, you... Nowadays, I would, I, when I was a kid, I ate so many Oreos. No, but doesn't one, if you said three. I what, used to, what if I you could, really you know get what, to enjoy hey, that one? Todd, you yeah. know what I will do? I will eat a whole, I will eat a whole bag of Cheetos. You will? Yep. I don't know why. So you have it in you. Oh yeah, but well, not with not with sweet not with Oreos not well, with sweet. Sure. Stuff. Not with. I wish cookie. you would have told me that Cheeto story twenty minutes ago. <laughs> wow. Even JJ was upset. And he doesn't usually care. It's a pretty good story. Yeah, I should have said it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that doesn't understand why so let's, you. Let's bring it in, and uh, right. I have a real way with you know the smoothness. Br- let's bring it in. No, let's be. Like we're all just having fun, and then it just happens. Okay, so you just bring it in. Everybody act like we were just laughing. Here's how I really, wa- <laughs> here's how I really wanted it to end. This reminds me so of the way funny. I felt at Corey's show. Yeah, remember the show I was oh, telling yeah. you about? Yeah. Uh, it feels like we're there, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I, oh, I'm there. <laughs>
sick tits. Now leaving Nerdist.com.